Let's get started. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. You got a tip to adjust your down. I'm transmitting live. Yo, let's get down to business. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Right. Through the underground world, every street and bro. You may learn something. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience. Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Flo. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience. Experience. My name is Matt Floyd. Joined as always by Kamar. Welcome to the party. And Simon. Hello. What we do here is very simple. The three of us have listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. We're going to rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernon's. We're then going to talk about each guest, the talking points, give our opinions, this, that, and the next. But first, Kamar, do we have any new patrons to go over? Hello, listeners. Thanks for coming back. Like and subscribe. Smash that notification button. It helps the podcast, gets us in the algo. Uh, this week, can we give a big shout you, out to you? Hold on. Did you practice that? <laughs> no, I wish I did, though. I wish I did just once. Uh, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, this is the Patreon, which supports the podcast. You get the post, Joe. We just shoot the shit after. Uh, this week, a big shout out to Sar Caron. What up, Sar? From Belgium. Welcome to Newbie November. I use him like that. And uh, I believe, but a, a big shout out to Andrew Hurst. Shout out to Andrew. Andrew. Welcome back, I believe. So good at Hurst. Easy names for me. And a big shout out to Nicholas Martin. Shout out, Nick. Big Keeping week. the lights up, on Nick? and uh, helping Thanks. us with the Patreon Thanks, moon debate. Are you garbage? Are you trash? Kamar, how was your week? You know, you're wearing a Shopify sweater. Who'd you sleep with? Uh, <laughs> Tobias. <laughs> when we were being wooed by Shopify back in the day. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Gave us some swag. I had a horrible week. I did a show in, um, yeah, so I might be the funniest person in Ottawa, but I don't think I'm the funniest person in Manitech. It was in a bar and there was a upstairs and a downstairs. The downstairs was really full. Okay. And not in the show. So no matter what, when you're telling your jokes, there's just this dull din of people talking, mm-hmm. which is distracting so you don't get to you know, build tension. And uh, I, I didn't know what happened. I thought the show went all right. <laughs> but when I got off stage, uh, the producer was like, yeah, uh, so yeah, this guy really didn't like you. And uh, he wanted you to get off stage, and I think he wants to fight you. What, some guy in the audience? Yeah, which is just the worst thing to hear right when you get off stage. He wants to fight you. <clears throat> you want nobody to say anything or someone to say, hey, man, good set, or, or just something, but to hear that. And then uh, I went outside, and he came up to me, and he was like, you're a real piece of shit, man. You got to get right. And I was like, what? What did this guy look like? How old was he? White dude, obviously. He was blonde. Um, French? He was shorter than me. I don't know. I, th- I think he was English manatee. And what was his problem exactly? He would not say. He, he's like, you know. Oh, so he's just a drunk asshole. You know. I don't know if he got molested or something. Or I, I, I did a throwaway line about Buffy St. Marie calling her a Prudendian. <laughs> but that's, that's what they're, they're saying in the news. Uh, anyways, he, I, I, it was just a really off-putting situation because you like work hard at this and try to be funny and 
that's the one thing you don't want. Yeah. You know, the shit kicked out of you at the end of a show. Yeah. And, well, you know, he was smaller than me. Like, it wasn't intimidating that way. I was just like... Why? You're being mean in front of all these people. Maybe if you take me aside and said, by the way, I, I didn't like this, but... So I was on the spot. Luckily, I did a show last night, and everyone laughed, and everyone loved me, so... I know it was him, not me. <laughs> but it's important to, to always have another show, because... Anyway, I, I can't... It's it's like the the joy you get from adulation. But I don't get it. Was there other pe- were there other people at the show? Yeah. And did other people enjoy it? Yeah. So why do you care about this one dickhead? This is what I'm getting at. Just that thing that if one person says you're the best, you, you got to take it with a grain of salt in the same way. But neg- negativity just impacts so much more. Yeah. Five people could told me they thought it was funny, but that it, it's just a psychological thing in perspective. I got over it, obviously, but I needed another show to. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was a, a roller course of the week. But I did a show last night at the uh, Royal Ottawa Golf Course. Oh, that was this week. Nice. How was it? Fancy. It's since eighteen ninety one. I built a fence there, and it's like old. Yeah, old money. Yeah, school. But yeah, I, we were uh, telling our off color brand of humor and. The blue bloods were digging it. Nobody wanted to fight you there. No, no. Not that he knows of. Hands were shaking. I said, if you guys want me to do a round next year, just email the club. We don't have to make it awkward right now. This is the most prestigious golf course in Ottawa that's in Quebec. I disagree. I'm kidding. I don't give a shit. Oh, you're a hunk club kid? Yeah, of course. You remember that? My I grandfather s- was the president. I, I said something to them like, you guys are a lot cooler than those hacks at yeah, the hunk club. That's the good joke to make. Simon, how was your week? Good one. Good one, Kamar. Uh, my week was fine, man. Thanks. A uh, couple of things I uh, noticed this week. Uh, one, have we ever talked about the fact that Randall Carlson, you know him? Yeah. Yeah, Never you guys him. know him. So remember he was on that episode of Joe Rogan and he talked about the machine that like, free energy machine or something. And then Joe was pressing him and he said, I can't say anymore. Do you Mm -hmm. remember this? Yeah. And he said, I'll come back on with the guy. Yeah. And this week someone used the electrons in the air to get free energy. Did they? I believe so. Yeah. Well, that's probably this guy. Anyways. No, what I was going to say was they actually did go back on the two of them. They recorded an episode that never got released because Joe was like uber aggressive to the dude apparently because he didn't believe anything he was saying and that yeah, doesn't so sound like Joe. There's this like hidden episode out there that Where'd you get this inside scoop? I from? saw Randall Carlson on a different podcast and he talked about it. No yeah, way. Yeah, he told the whole story. Yeah. And and it was this guy like giving the secret to free energy. Yeah, this idea Obviously and apparently suppressed. he Joe just was like didn't believe him. So the whole thing, instead of being like, uh, you know how Joe gets stuck into something becomes like a, I am aware little pit bull, um, the lost episode. Yeah. So anyways, maybe one day like that milk boys episode, we'll, uh, we'll get to see it. The rocka rocka. No, the, um, uh, Schultz one there. You've never seen it. No, we have. Dude, I'm not going to do this with you. I'm sorry. Are you the funniest guy in Ottawa or aren't you? No, I'm out of it. Um, the other thing I learned, and then I'll 
cede my time. You know the expression "blood is thicker than water." Yeah, it's actually incorrect. It's actually the it's other way of, around. It's blood of the womb is blood, thick. blood of the covenant, covenant is thicker than blood of the womb, and yeah. it means that the the relationships you make are stronger than you, the ones you that you choose are. than the ones you're born. So in. blood yeah. was never thicker never than, than water. thicker than no. water. And water was your friends and your relationships. Yeah. Wow. Kind of weird, yeah. eh? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Wow. It doesn't surprise me. Our whole life is a complete lie. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and I just had one more thing. People on this part of the show, if anybody really is listening, they don't know that um, we do this post-Joe thing, Are You Trash? And we all ended up being trash. But I had one more question I wanted to ask everyone. And had we just asked this one question at the beginning of could have summed it all up, we could have, we would have, we could have saved all the trouble, Matt. And this of is the question. Content, have either of you now or ever yeah. <laughs> had a pee jug? No. <laughs> well, no, we know the answer. No. no, no, no. <laughs> really? Well, now we know you're lying. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking pee jug, motherfucker. Oh, geez. That's Does it. it count if you lived with someone with a pee jug? No, it has to be it yours. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. And I'm still it's in the not, clear. It's not a communal <laughs> pee jug. fucking yeah. ass. And I'm still good. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're good. You're good. You would have been non-trash. Yeah, and, excellent. Uh, and my week, yeah. my was, week, week was fine. Nothing nothing to report here. I will say, I actually, I, I went on the, the YouTube this week because I am trying to take a more proactive approach to this podcast. I went on the YouTube this week to look at, just to quickly hit like on a bunch of comments because if people are going there, the least I can do is hit like. I should be responding to all of them, but someone commented, I've been here forever and I'm still waiting to find out how Matt's week was. Yes, yes, that was a great <laughs> comment. I thought it was pretty funny. That's a long time listener because <laughs> we often don't know how your week goes. Why bother? Yeah, we're going to crack that out, go. Kamar, you want to uh, go over the guest list so we can uh, do what we do here on this shit show? I'd love to, Brother Matt. Uh, we started this week with 2054, the return of Elon Musk. Followed by 2055, Tim Kennedy. <clears throat> then the magic man appeared, 2056, David Blaine. And we finish off with uh, 2057, Dale Brisby. I think you meant to say... Uh, two-hour and 40-minute commercial for Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. A, l- a lot of firsts in this podcast. A lot of firsts. A lot of um, decisions were made, directions were went. I, I-, I don't recall. Well, we'll get into it. You want to rate the week? It's going to be ugly. Well, you know... This is the first time we've had four guests in a week, so maybe I was overwhelmed by that. And is it the first time? In a while. Okay. And maybe I was overwhelmed by that, so I'll give it a three. <coughs> mm. No fucking way. I'll give it a two. This week fucking... I'm being actually really generous when I think about it, too. I hated this week. I will give it a 1.75, and I did the math. Generous. Like there's a cough button, you need a shitty topic button. The redundancies, if you will. Uh, all that being said, let's start off the week with the big guy. No holding back. 2054, Elon Musk. So as I said, this is an episode with lots of firsts. We've never stopped to go do something. Hold on. Let's also talk about how ridiculous that was. 
Joe reveres this guy. And he asks him, he says, it's really bulletproof. Sorry, he doesn't even ask him. Joe makes the statement. Joe says the car is bulletproof, to which Elon says, yeah, everything but the glass. And Joe's like... Three quarters of the car. Sure. And then Joe... (laughs) (laughs) And then Joe goes... So it's like, it's really bulletproof. And he's like, yeah, Joe, it is. And Joe, for them, some reason then is like, well, I bet I could put a bow through it. To which I was like, this might be the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. He just explained to you. And then he even gave the math. He said, I have a bow that goes, whatever it is, 60 pounds per whatever, does the math. I'm like, do you know the math on the bullet? Yeah, he said it's bulletproof. <laughs> like what you you fired guns, Joe. And then to I'm gonna to, try and kick through the door. No, and then yeah, and then to be like, we're gonna have to stop right this second. <laughs> even though Elon's in a rush, like he was in a pinch well, for time. You guys didn't understand my commercial statement at the beginning, but that's what I'm saying. Like the whole thing was just an, a reason for this guy to unveil one of his the truck new is coming. fucking Let me also say ventures. this. I, I don't find myself to be a good-looking person. Therefore, when cameras come out, I try to avoid them because I'm like, I'm not in the echelon. I'm not in the echelon of people who should have their photo taken. I don't care what people say. So hold on. But the thing is this. Joe should avoid standing up beside something of scale at all costs. At all costs. Because watching him shoot the bow and then walk over to look at the dent... I was like, holy fuck, this guy's two and a half feet tall. It's insane. But th- this this was the first time. I mean, that I, I'm assuming is part of the studio. <laughs> Didn't like go drive somewhere where the truck was. He Maybe he drove there in the truck. I assume someone. So he's, he's got that huge bay. Yeah, I think we should. You actually brought a good point. I think he brought that truck for Joe because he left on a plane. Ooh. Ooh. I wonder if Joe does have a truck. Although Joe, knowing Joe, do you think he'd be immediately be like, can I fire a, a bolt at one of my, at my brand new truck? Why do you think he left on a plane? He probably drove to the airport. Oh, he, maybe. And then got the to Tesla the, to drive itself home. Yeah. Go home, wh- Tesla. Whatever, yeah. He had to go to the AI convention. Um, I just thought he put himself on the clock that we have to see a cyber truck. Well, we saw one. He had one. So he was on the clock. I'll give him the credit that he's uh, he was on the clock. The real problem is that Joe reveres him. Like when he was like, I I, I thought he said 2,000, but he said 200,000, right? That's what he was going to roll off. That's what he was hoping to roll off the assembly line. Dude, I got bad news. And I know he brought it up like 15 times how hard production is. But like, that's nothing. If you if you look at that's the numbers. a lot of cars. Dude, if you look at the out. numbers that Ford and GM bring off the line, it's like. They'll do that in like a week. So I find it hard. I don't know. Whatever. I mean, besides everything else, my main problem with this episode is, again, an omission thing where Joe has a whole, the guy on talking about the fucking blood batteries and the kids and the mines and the this and the that and not one question to Elon. Zero. Zero questions. They talk about the batteries. Even. And Elon's just like, oh, well, uh, we're fine. There's lots of... uh, there's lots of uh, iron in the world. And then they just fucking move on or whatever. That should be all Joe is interested in. And until Elon can give him a satisfactory answer to that question, he doesn't get to fucking tout how great X is and how great SpaceX is. Oh, I just realized that. X and SpaceX. Yeah, he's really trying to brand. I just realized that. You realized that. 
Either way, the point I agree with you, Simon. If you're gonna ha- if you're gonna be outraged at the fact that all these companies are using the lithium or not the lithium, the whatever it is, cobalt, then yeah, when you have the main cobalt guy on, I think you should probably ask him. I think you have to. I don't think you can. Yeah, hey Elon, where do you guys get your cobalt? Is it from this mine that the children work in? Because and that- if so, maybe we should. Think about that. Is there a way to get away from that? And that's why I said it was an ad because you mean whitewashing? He, wa- he wasn't willing to do anything to disparage Tesla in any way. Well, I will extend. To- I will extend the the olive branch to Elon and Tesla. I believe that Tesla is currently trying to build a mega factory whose sole purpose it is is to re, um, to recycle those lithium batteries. So the idea would be that, yeah, right now, unfortunately, the only place we can get this stuff is this child mine. But we're hoping that once we get enough of it over here, we can just keep recycling it and we won't have to go there. I think, again, I'm being generous. Well, and and that's probably why he can only put out 200,000 of those trucks is because it probably takes a bigger battery than the other car. And then he was talking about doing boats and trains and planes and whatever. All of that takes bigger and bigger batteries like... Well, the weird thing though was, but when, it's just not Tesla that's using these batteries. No, of course not. No, but they were one of the biggest electric but, car manufacturers on the planet. I think they are probably using a bulk of them. Well, you kind of—they started the, they re, reignited the the revolution, and Joe <laughs> An doesn't unnecessary revolution, I might add. And Joe doesn't have uh, any of the Fords on. You know what I mean? Like he's never like he has access GMC to Elon. Or, yes, that's my uh, point. Like now we all know just that by what you were saying it leads me to believe that one day these big car companies will be using more batteries than Tesla's now with their lower. They currently production. are probably with higher even already. Yeah. I believe they're pumping out more EVs than Tesla. So they're all on the hook. But yeah, I mean, I, I cannot give a reason why he should not ask him about that because he asked almost everyone. Also, it's the phones. Yeah. Well, you know the reason because Elon probably told him you can't ask me that. Yeah, I'd really prefer it if we didn't. Well, I mean, I'm, it may drive stock prices down. Who fucking knows, right? Like, yeah. I, think, I think Elon would give an obnoxious laugh to it. Anyways, yeah. The worst part about Elon Musk is, like, stay in your lane, dude. You aren't funny. You've never been funny. The amount of times he tried to be funny and then laughed at his own joke or did, like, a pause and was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe said it perfectly on the episode after this one, I think, where he said... he's one of those guys who, because he's a genius in one thing, thinks he's Mm -hmm. a genius. He was talking about him fighting Zuckerberg. across the board, which is just... The Dunning-Curry effect. Thank you. Exactly. what That was written for Elon Musk. I think Joe got the Dunning-Curry effect wrong. Whatever it was, though, we... Hold on, I'll look it up right now. I I feel like if they did fight, though, it'd get out of control. It's like someone would hurt someone. You just, you know, when fights get... There, it's it's competitive, then it gets personal. I don't think they could pull it off because Elon would think he could even just lie on him. And then um, Zuckerberg would like do some sort of ankle lock, hurt him, and then Elon would get mad and it turned into like a girl fight. That, that's what I predict. I thought it was ironic too that when they were talking about Sam Bankman Freed, Elon was like, yeah, well, crypto is just like rife for... Um scams and i was like yeah talk about dogecoin i'm like you're the fucking king of that shit you've been manipulating the market forever another ad as simon would say yeah it's whitewashing like uh saudi arabia is doing with sports yep i think that's what um 
Simon's accusing Joe of. And well, so it's like when I was watching the Nganu fight, Ronaldo was sitting beside uh, SBM. Solomon didn't. Is it SBM? The big dog. Yeah. And, and I was sitting there thinking like, this guy had a journalist beheaded. And now he's sitting ringside at an event he's throwing with Ronaldo beside him, Usyk behind him. Yeah, it's nuts. It's fucking bananas. We don't care. No one cares about anything anymore. Money heals all wounds. No, it just covers them up. Yeah, that's not the Dunning-Kruger effect. No, the Dunning-Kruger effect is that you, what is it? that Occurs when a person's lack of knowledge and skill in a certain area cause them to overestimate their own competence, which is different than what Joe was saying, but equally as interesting, just... Not what he was talking about. No, but that's about. why when he said it, when I was when I said it out loud, I was like, that's not the proper usage of the Dunning Kurig effect, whatever the fuck it's called. Kruger. I don't care. Well, if you're gonna quote it, you should know. Sure. Like Freddie. Yeah. He maintains though that it's uh manufacturing is the biggest challenge. Yeah, someone should make a movie about it. I, I thought that's what the aviator was, sort of. I was going to push back. On well, that. no, Jamie nearly hit it. That Michael Douglas movie in the 80s. Not Michael Douglas. Michael Keaton movie in the 80s. Go yeah. to the cars. Gung-ho. Uh, gung-ho. Yeah. yeah. Love that movie. I was, that's why I was like, they did make that movie. It's all about the manufacturing process and the factory. It was about it being taken over by China. <laughs> by the Japanese. Chinese, <clears throat> Japanese workers. Um, what were you talking about before that, though? Before gung-ho, you were saying? Before gung-ho. Manufacturing is a huge challenge. That is what he said, yeah. That is what he said. Uh, oh, the movie. Making a movie about it. I don't think Elon understands why nobody made a movie about it. It's because boring it's as boring fuck. as yeah. fuck. Like, it's boring as and fuck. No, the aviator isn't about that. That was what I was going to say. Simon, more. I think more. That's a, bio, a biopic on um, Howard Hughes. But there's he was way, trying to build I know, but there's plane. way more to it. He was building a wooden, giant plane. He was wooden trying to build one plane. First of all, yes. Elon's talking the about something that can he's talking about building a million the, yeah. of things at once. So Anyways. maybe machines have to be invented for the design of the car. I think it's safe to say it's easier to design it than to build it en masse. Simon, you're also forgetting that Elon was most likely just trying to get someone to make a film about him. Oh, yeah. I, I, I okay. get it. Yeah. Just making sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised he hasn't done it already, frankly. Yeah. He really is the biggest egomaniac out there. Tesla, X, and SpaceX present Musk. Um, Joe asked Elon how <laughs> X was going, and he believes it's a fight against extinctionism. Uh, Dude, words. this guy's head is fucking huge. Like, I, I get it. All the power to him. He did spend the money double. I don't know why you would spend double on a piece of shit company. But like to actually think that you saved the world by buying a social media company is lunacy to me. But we used to argue about Twitter saying it's a private company. They can do what they want. I believe that they still can. He can do what he wants with it. It's his company. I don't disagree with no, that. No, no, no. But unbeknownst to us, it was a, actually a federal sort of arm. Yeah, yeah. hold on. But that... If you had, if I had known then that the government was running it, I would have had a different opinion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My one pushback about that is that Trump was president at the time. Okay. Like, if I take that as if the government's in charge of Twitter, then who's ever president can use it to their advantage. No, wrong. It, it's not. It's the deep state Correct. who's in charge. Okay, yes, okay, okay. it's not yeah. the actual government that's in charge. It's the CIA. It's the people Trump was at war with. Well, that one. It seemed like it was more the FBI in this one. Who Trump was. Both not of them. Fond he of. was at war with both. All of them. No, my point though was that when we found out when the Twitter files came out, it was predominantly the FBI. 
that was going on and saying you can't let people say this, you can't have anyone say this, or it was the who, one or the other. So maybe he's done something good. I mean, the credit he may be trying to take for it is a bit much, but... I'm just saying, like, if you told me you have world hunger over here, and then you have fixing X over here, um, and you were like, which one of these, if you had the power to do the two, which one would you rather do, which will make an effect on the world? I would, like, I can think of a million or a hundred things better than buying and saving Twitter. Also, if you're such a good businessman and you're such a genius, I go back to it. Why didn't he just take the smart people around him, create his own platform. Instead, he paid double for a shit company. Well, there has to be an answer to that. I think the answer will come to light 10 years from now when he's finished making his play and you see how X fits into that whole thing. Building your own thing, Matt, although he definitely could do it, takes too long. Maybe right. um, I mean, we also know that every needs, billionaire wants a platform. Not wants, Matt. Needs. needs. Yeah, it's sure. part of yeah. the thing. You have to have a way to voice your opinion to get people to follow you. So eventually you become a king. And then after that, you become a god. That is the whole point. That's what they're all trying to do. He's just happening to get there a lot quicker than everybody else's. Also, it seems less altruistic when, when you find out you're like, wait a minute, when you bought Twitter, who had the most followers on Twitter? You know, it's like, oh, I never looked into that. Oh, it's me? Who? Oh, my. oh. it was him. He well, had the most followers on Twitter. Well, what does that have to do with anything? Well, I'm just saying, like, you could argue that they all need to be bought and sold or saved, right? Like, Instagram, you could argue, is probably a worse platform for mental health. If that's really you're trying to save the earth, save the kids, I care about the kids, you could argue that Instagram would be the play. But he doesn't have a he doesn't have right. the most followers on Instagram. He has the oh, most I followers see. on Twitter. So it's, he also couldn't have bought Instagram. I don't think like Zuck isn't selling him anything. You know, uh, I think if you offer double what it's worth, every company on Earth like you forget that Zuck it. has shareholders, and right. if the shareholders yeah. find out that some eccentric billionaire is going to pay them double for their shares, they're all going to vote to sell. I would. Mm-hmm. It's still it's weird how he bought it for forty four billion. It's lost all his value, but it's still worth nineteen billion. I mean that's that's an all right retirement, right? Um, but he lost a certain amount of billions on it. So I don't think he did though. I think it's all a write off for him at the end of the day. I just if you unless you lose all the billions, <laughs> you don't. Uh-huh. You, I never think you're losing. Kamar's point is like if Elon lost it all, X goes under. Uh, not X, sorry. If Tesla goes under, SpaceX goes and under. Stop he could calling s- it X. It's fucking Twitter. Formerly Twitter. Whatever. If everything goes out of business, he could still sell Twitter for ten billion dollars at a loss, right. and then be, that's <laughs> his so point. The, yeah, a nest egg. The yeah. losses are so much. When I lose money, it's really devastating, and it's a lot less money. Um, if it was any other billionaire out there doing so many things that were going to be impactful for human beings moving forward, Joe would be way more skeptical and way more critical and scrutinize it all way more. Yeah, we got to get the Bill fact Gates that on. he has these blinders on with his reach and his voice is so dangerous, dude. Like we don't know if the two of them are in cahoot. Like who fucking knows, man? Well, he let Tim Kennedy come on the next episode and fear monger for two and a half hours. So, we don't know what they know. I'll, I, that's, I'll say that as an olive branch, Diablo Avocado. But You're saying we don't know what Joe knows? Like if, if, if Joe uh, is calculating and not bringing up 
the batteries or whatever. And it's there's more on the line with these relationships than we know. Yeah, if you bring up the batteries, you don't get a free fucking cyber truck. That's yeah. guests uh, are thicker than blood, I suppose. Uh, he talked about this is the funniest guy in Ottawa. One who's saying uh, the clash between civilization and the environment, because Elon did come up as an environmentalist. You can concede that. Uh, Tesla was just a way to make money, but I think his intent was he thought he was doing what needed to be done to save the planet. But he must know now. That's 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 perfect, Kamar. Um, he must know now that he invented a company that is perpetuating a lie. Like he has to know that, right? If he's such a smart dude, so uh, in tune to how the government is fucking everybody and all of that, he has to know that. And yet continues to, uh, to steal money from people by selling them electric cards that they're not going to be able to use once the goddamn fucking... Um... Well, I still go back to it. Joe, like Elon was on this show five years ago and was like his main goal at the time was creating the fully autonomous vehicle. You remember that? That was his like, yep, no, we're going to have our goal is to have a fully autonomous and they're going to be all over California and this roads are going to be safer. I have you and we know why he never talks about that anymore. You never hear him mention the fully autonomous you know vehicle why? because he can't build it. Yeah, we know that. Oh, I wasn't going to say that. Tesla started getting all these lawsuits in by, California yeah. by people who were using the um, autopilot autopilot and it was their own fault. Some guy fell asleep at the wheel yeah. and crashed and sued the company. Like it's too much. That's a new thing like that without any legislation without he's going to end up just in litigation the whole fucking time. Well, no, like we know because we have a guy on the inside, but he's like, you cannot build. They can't. We just we don't have. They can't turn left. They're just NASCAR drivers? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. No, isn't that interesting, though? Um, but you see what I'm saying is this guy who's like, I'm going to terraform Mars and bring us all there. It's like, hold on, hold on. Back up five steps. You told us you were going to build a car that could drive itself around our streets. You can't even do that. Back up four steps. He was going to build a tunnel underneath for... Well, no, we know that was just... And a, now it's just for Tesla cars? Like, the whole thing is bullshit. Do you know what I mean? Well, yes, the one thing I, I was going to say is if they get to Mars and the way experiments and science work out, they're like, turn on the environment. She's like, oh, it's not quite working. Yeah. <laughs> how we thought it would. How we predicted it. And it just doesn't work. Like, all that money, all that time. Those people are now dead up there. If we if we live to see that, do you do you guys think we'll live to see the Mars mission um, Us? with no. Elon uh, no. in controlling with it? No, I don't think so either. I think we're going to end up going to the moon a lot before we go to Mars, so we'll probably see a lot of that. Um, the, the reason he brought up the uh, well, it's just such a quick little jaunt. Though, yeah, yeah, I'm know? just saying. Well, we've done it before. I mean, if you can get there. It's a quick little jaunt, supposedly. He uh, brought up the environment because he was saying that if the wrong, the theory is the wrong programming in AI, it thinks the most important thing is saving the environment and that we have to kill the people. Yes. Which is the nightmare. But I I, I was reading an article this morning that, I mean, that's been around forever. This isn't brand, it's a newer technology and we're all fearful of it. But, uh, you know, the idea for Terminator that was how long ago? 40 years ago? 30 years ago? 
five years yeah. ago. His fights against AI, like, um, oh, it's going to be bad and kill everybody and all of that. It sounds like to me like a guy who's actually inventing AI on the is, side and 100%. doesn't want anybody else to do it. So publicly, he's like, yeah. oh, no, it's scary. It's going to be terrible. And then meanwhile, two weeks from now, he'll release his Android or whatever. Well, even when Joe asked him, he's like, didn't you sign that thing that said we should halt AI? And he's like, yeah, I signed it. I mean, I know we're not going to do it and I'm not doing it. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. I'm surprised he didn't because he says you could build a solar panel set up in in the middle of the desert and uh, could power the whole country. So why didn't he do that? Exactly. I've seen that before. I've seen that. I've, they, they've shown on like a world map, like a, a chunk of the Sahara that they were like, if you filled this with solar panels, you could power the world. But no one has done it. I mean, I think Simon would be the first to tell you that no one wants everyone to have free energy. That isn't in anyone's best interest. No, that's a big problem. In you, the e- last thing Elon you want is, included. The last thing you want is poor people pulling themselves out of poverty. That's no one wants that, right? Especially not the powers that be. You got to keep poor people poor. Who's going to fucking complain? Who's going to mow the lawns? Um, he says fear of radiation is irrational, which we c- may concede that we've just been fed that. Radiation is this bad thing, but we've never actually experienced it. Yeah, no, that's got to be just a way to keep us from building. And the one thing I always point out is that these guys, I think there's seven aircraft carriers that have nuclear generate, like in them, people are on the boat. Like that, you could, that could not be more dangerous if that were in a port and blow up if radiation is so bad or at sea. I guess it's just a mitigated risk or a. Is that why they put them on a boat? No, I think they put it on a boat because you don't have to power for 30 years or whatever it is. It's just that small uh, nuclear engine exists. Simon, the idea is that... To power an aircraft carrier. The amount of of gas, oil, petrol, whatever you want to put, like to fill an aircraft carrier would be so staggering. It would constantly be going into port to fill up. So they put a nuclear reactor on it so that it can stay out at sea for 30 years, 40 years, whatever the hell it... So that's proof that these things exist that could be scalable for a um, a neighborhood or whatever. I mean, it, it's got to be the safest. About France, just go to France. Like seventy percent of their grid is nuclear power. They just quite, they don't tell anyone. It's just. I wish I was more of an asshole. Is I, that true? Yeah. A you lot of nuclear power in France. I would have ordered a double pineapple, double anchovy pizza. This was the worst moment in Joe Rogan history. It's such. It's like he's a pregnant woman for a moment. But like, okay, it's one thing to go shoot the bolt. Fine. I thought, I thought when Elon was like, can we order the pizza? I was like, this is a weird flex, but fine. They're going to stop, eat the pizza, and then they'll come back in. They're rich. They have time for them to, for them to bring it into the studio and be eating on air. So this was another first. This was this unreal. Yeah. It was a, a podcast full of first fucking shits. For better or for worse, they were the first. 68%, Matt. Was close. That's pretty crazy. No time like the present. Enjoy yourself. So order this pizza. And France, like they're not, they don't got like three arms and four eyes. You know what I mean? That's what I was saying. I'm, I'm, I gotta stop saying. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, but yes, you I are correct, you Simon. Mean. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'll take it. That was towards me. Huh? I'm kidding. Um, what were we talking about? France, seventy percent. Oh yeah, if they can do it. What what are we doing here? What are we doing here? And uh, and I think that could really ease a lot of pressure on people who are 
wanted to see concrete moves to sort of lessen the carbon footprint of us. Imagine that nuclear is the the save all for these lefties who want green energy. But it is green. I know, but it's just like they're it's counterintuitive. You yeah. can't, you know, no no nukes, no whatever, all those stickers. Save the whales. Then he uh, brought up his, and I believe he is a liberal more than a conservative or right-wing guy. Who, Joe? Uh, no, Elon. Okay. I think Joe is too, except on a couple of issues, as he'll say. I mean, you guys don't think they're far right for real, even though they're painted as such. I don't okay, think go Joe's on far with right. what you're saying. And that if you're, if you're not full in with the left, then you're right. I mean, I disagree with that, but okay. Well, that's what his point of saying. And then he said, from San Fran, Berkeley, information, it really was a small group of people amplifying this message to make everyone think, oh, there's a lot of people that feel this way, but it might be quite a minority who has this ability to get a message out. I don't know how else you'd get to get that message out before social media. What is the sway opinions? Uh... I guess we could say transgender, environment, abortion. I still think a lot of that racism. Is, I still think a lot of that is foreign players and not so much actual foreign players than using this small minorities. Yeah, dude, I saw a video. This, I saw a video. Influence people. I saw a video this week where someone, um, someone was showing these two different um, like fights at a, a school board meeting. And they were like, does anything look odd? And like, I watched them three times. And I was like, I don't, I don't see what the big deal is here. And then if you look carefully, like it's, and you could argue it's the same place, but it's, it doesn't like when they post the videos, there's nothing in it. That's like, these are two different. Anyway, it's clearly the same like set. And it looks like a set. The closer you look, it doesn't look like when you really start crisis actors now. Yeah. Well, again, like I saw one this, I saw one yesterday where it was like, it was supposed to be on a plane and there's this like white dude, probably like in his fifties, who has both his feet flat up against the seat in front of him, like a child. And the guy in front of him is this brawlic black dude. And he's like, I'm going to ask you again nicely to please take your feet off the seat. And the, and the guy's just so obnoxious. He's, he's smack. And like, eventually it ends up where there's nearly a fight and all the comments are like, it's just, it's just people angry. All it is, is just people angry. The white both sides on both sides. I stopped and I watched the video again and I'm like, it's missing the key component to make me know it's real, which is when you film on an airplane, there's a distinct sound that you cannot, and it's not there. So it's just uh, a set. Maybe they haven't, maybe they haven't taken it off. Diablo avocado. No. There is that weird draw, droll sound on a plane. Because even when they're pressurizing the cabin, when you're on the fucking tarmac, like that sound is still time. there. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's lacking that. And then I sat there and I was like, this, this stupid innocuous video has like, Tens of thousands of comments. All of them are angry. Like, it's all people pissed. And you think this is in a uh, studio in uh, some small town in Russia? Who the fuck knows? Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, like, when you go out into the world, I had this conversation with someone the other day who was like, well, you don't know because you're a fucking straight white man. And I was like, that attitude fucking stinks. I was like, you're a gay white man. So you're one, like, it's always weird when... Like I said, like he was a gay white man. He's like, well, you're just a straight white man. So your opinion. And I was like, dude, you're a white man. Like you just. It's like closing time at the bar where everyone's looking for the, the last girl. Yeah. In society, everyone's looking for the victim that, or who's, who's got more privilege than, privilege yeah. than them. And all I was trying to say to him is I was like, listen, when I go out into the world, when I watch, 
when, and I, I was talking not about me when I interact, but I was like, when I watch other people interact, there isn't all this fucking hatred and strife that you see online. It's mostly, it's mostly people just being cordial with each other. You see the occasional asshole, but like the transgender thing, like, I don't know. How much of that do you see out in the world? Like, like either someone being anti-trans or someone, I don't know. I just don't see a lot of it. No, I, I don't. I don't see a lot of protests, but they, they do happen. I'm just... We also live in Ottawa, in all fairness, you know? What, is that, what does that have to do with anything? I don't know. Just nothing really happens here. Um, Elon's sure George Soros hates humanity and has figured out that money goes way further locally than it does trying to change at the top with corporations and I once had a, just to... Uh, Highlight that point. I once had an employee who worked for us a long time ago when we had a different business. She stole a bunch of money from us. And before she stole the money from us, she caught another girl stealing the money to throw us off of the fact that she was stealing way oh. more money than the girl she caught doing it. 3D chess. That's what Elon was doing there. Oh, perfect. A hundred percent. Oh, come on. No, oh. but he's just so obvious. <clears throat> but do you think Elon hates humanity as well, but wants to... I have zero idea what Elon's final goal is. I don't know if he hates humanity or if he just wants to be a king or... You, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what his end goal is. That's why I said 10 years from now, we'll probably have a better Dude, when you see when you see photos of Elon, him. when you see photos of Elon in his PayPal days, like... Money changes everything. Yeah, but it's what I'm saying is it just it's easy for me to see like it's very easy for me to see like this guy probably didn't do well with women, probably got like harassed by fucking like dudes like Joe Rogan. Yeah, you know what I mean? I have a feeling that, yeah, he probably has a chip on his shoulder that, well, we know he has a chip on his shoulder. I think that's why he said he could beat the shit out of Mark Zuckerberg. That seems like misplaced. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like. That too, you want to beat up on a smaller, nerdier guy because you think you could walrus him. And that's the other thing. Okay, so Joe, not in any other case, somebody makes that statement. I'm way bigger than this guy, so I'm just going to lie on him. Joe understands fighting. Yeah, He understands that a more skilled guy, much smaller. He kind of said it, but then let Elon have this pass on it and let him keep talking like this crazy nonsense. Like, I don't know if um, Zuck can beat him, but I know that Mighty Mouse can beat him. So what are we fucking talking about here? Also, you have to be a fucking, like, let's let's think about the ego on this guy to be like, I've never fought professionally, but I am such a big draw that I want to fight at the Coliseum. First of all, what a stupid place to fight. Yeah. Again, this is just his ego. There's no need. Zero need. You're not, who, what kind that? of crowd are you going to pull at the Coliseum. Yeah. Pay-per-view. First of all, can they even do those shows at the Coliseum? When you have Elon money, you can probably do have whatever. Have you been there? No. They should have by now. It's not like they have like Standing. new seating. I know. I'm well it's aware. fucking old rock fucking <laughs> things. No, like I said, it's it's purely just an it's ego thing. It's not the sphere in Las Vegas. You know what I mean? Like I said, I think if he really was interested in just fighting Mark Zuckerberg for the, for the spectacle and to give to charity, they would just do it at like any old octagon it's a country honky tonk 
Yeah, why, yeah, exactly. I'd <laughs> love that. Yeah. Floor with stools. They move the fucking mechanical bull out of the way and they bring in Elon. And Needless to say, I don't think it's ever going to happen. This was never just another happen. perfect example of um, it's never going to happen. Us having to like bear through this egomaniac and his. How long did they talk about this for? You know what I mean? Uh, he believes you know the Cybertruck I mean? would last a, th- a million years before it. You think you'd find a fossil truck fossil? I want you to get your salt gun, and every time I say that, you a Tesla truck fossil blast you in the neck. Yeah, and I thought the most interesting part was when Elon said he figured civilization is based on the first writings being five thousand years old, and I don't think he knew anything about Gobeki Tepe or no. He's a given fucking any, um, idiot. Thought to hieroglyphs as writing as these other forms of communication. Elon's up, like seriously. Seriously, he is such a dipshit. Hadn't seen Graham Hancock's special. So I'm gonna imagine if they imagine if they opened up like some of the tombs in the. Imagine they open up some of the tombs in the pyramids, and there's a fucking Tesla truck sitting down there in that mint would, condition. That would be a it's got a bolt hole in it. The one that Joe shot with an old slice of extra anchovy pineapple pizza in the back. Could Elon becoming interested in ancient civilizations? Change everything for me. Like if you started doing something I cared about, working with Graham Hancock. I mean, that would pouring be so- money into Listen, it. Listen, if, oh, well, if your face says if everything, Elon um, dedicated like a couple of bill to finding Bigfoot. I would be. I would be keen on something like that. <laughs> Could be bought. Okay. okay. <laughs> Listen, I'm a, I'm only human. I've said that many a time. Measure your convictions. Uh, many a times. Then the pizza arrived. A quick Portnoy plug. And then they talked about uh, dining in Austin for a while. Oh, my God. Him trying to explain Portnoy to Elon. So there's this human being. There's this human being. He owns a company not as big as yours. Don't worry. But he's very popular. Not as popular as you. Don't worry. He's got a system where he rates the pizza one through ten. You know the rules. Elon doesn't like Portnoy and was doing that thing. Who? And Joe calls it New Haven. What? This is uh, this. I don't know why, but it was sticking on my craw. It's a beat. It's not New Haven pizza. It's a beats. It's beats? What do you a mean? Beats. That's what they call it. They don't call it pizza. Oh. It's called a beats. It's a pronunciation. Oh, I thing. see. A New Haven. Yes. But not every place calls it a beats. No, but that New Haven style, like if you if you open a New Haven style pizza place in Chicago or wherever the fuck, you're still they're very like you're supposed to call it a beats. Okay. I'm just saying, like, in there's all sorts of New Haven pizza places. Yeah, but, like, Sally's, the two that are, like, the ones Dave holds at the top of the absolute game. They're both Those are both a beats, yeah. Okay. Again, um, I don't give a shit. You could call it fucking turds on a plate if you want, if it's that good. Then they didn't talk about Sundays. I don't think Elon um, is a diet guy. I didn't want to hear about any of this exercise stuff. Well, we all saw the photo of him on the fucking yacht a couple of years ago, looking like Le Krang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he is. Um, he his move is the walrus. I don't think he's like overly concerned yeah. with. Uh, also, his Joe, figure. it's my favorite sex move. But he would be. Yeah, right, exactly. He would be concerned they can't leave. if he's concerned about longevity, <coughs> living long enough to see through. These things, but if he likes a pack, like a Sunday. Do you like a Sunday? A banana split? I think Elon probably is a little fucking creature inside so yeah. that body, and he's not concerned at all with 
eating right because that body is a fucking uh, android. I wish I'd ordered a double pineapple anchovy pizza to this podcast right now. And it just oh, my God. The other day, last week, he we went into a store to buy cigarettes or something, and he comes in, in my car, opens up uh, one of those combo cheese and oh, pepperoni yeah. sticks, yeah. and just it starts mowing down Starts on it. going yeah. to town yeah. on it like a deranged little groundhog. Yeah. And- <laughs> ASMR, baby. And this podcast was conducted at 1130 at night. <laughs> That's interesting because I did. I, and yeah. he's leaving on a plane. First of all, fly, he flies he private, flies private yeah. so he can leave anytime he wants. There was no. Yeah, but you pay the pilot. I mean, again, you're the you're richest Elon man on earth. Yeah. I really think that they threw that out there in case things got too real. And then he could just be like, oh, had to go. Again, I thought this podcast was going to be about something. And it was about nothing but, I guess, an ad for Elon. A, no, gi- no, a giant ad for Elon. Two dudes on a leather couch just fucking 69ing each other aggressively. Suck it back slices. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I give it a two and a half. Oh, my God. I give it a... It was the wor- his worst outing of them all. Listen, I really want... Bad laughs and pauses. The problem is this. I really want Elon to be the great white hope. I really want him to be everything he thinks he is. Like, I, if, I just don't buy it. I give it a one and a half. I have to go lower than that. This really was one of the worst podcasts ever. It was really Elon bad. is insufferable. It was really I, bad. I mean, I'll give it a one, but I would like to give it even less than that. Yeah, it was it was really bad, yeah. Like what a piece of trash. It was not good. Not good. And Joe just comes off as a weak little man after this. Wow. Yeah. Shots. I said fired. it, dude. I said it. When you let people slide like that, you are a weak little I disagree. Man. Here's where I'm going to disagree with you. Just let me, just real quick. I, he's only human. Okay, like you and I, are, like let's say, I don't know. Let's say we got George Clooney in here just for one episode. And he was like, man, I really like you guys. And we're all of a sudden like, well, this is fucking great. George Clooney really likes us. If he comes back on the next time, we're not all going to be like, Oh, we should really press him about whatever. Like, we're he's Joe isn't an investigative journalist. This is the third time he's been on. No, but Joe's it's way more a, than his it, third. It's a positive Fourth time. It's a, whatever. it's a mindset. It's a perspective. Listen, it, the, it would be the equivalent of me finding out that Kamar pisses in a piss jug instead of going up to the bathroom, and me not mentioning it. But I'm a man. I mentioned it first thing in my intro. You get it? Joe failed to mention Elon's piss jug. We should just start calling Elon Piss Jug. I, like I think we should start calling him Piss Jug. <laughs> old, I'll do that for you. Old Piss Jug. He's just happy that he's not being called Piss Jug. <laughs> Trying to defer. <laughs> Deflect. All right, Kamar, did you rate it? Uh, yeah. I yeah, he gave it like a four okay, and yeah. three quarters. All right, let's, uh, let's move on. Positive. Uh, 255, Tim Kennedy. He's killed a lot of people. Um, and that's why he's a good person. I think he is a small bit when uh, Joe asked him why you do such good and he said the death and destruction I've caused it's the only way I can look in the mirror you gotta think I, I just feel like a small part of him likes it not to be an asshole that's fine if that's what it takes for you to get the job done then we need people like you executing fundamentals in an emotional duress which leads us to our last guest but we'll get there uh, they started talking about coffee you guys don't like coffee I don't mind coffee oh thanks for throwing that in there 
the Falcon. Some things you just don't have to say. You don't have to take that note. If you weren't going to talk about the coffee, if you had nothing to add to the coffee, don't fucking bring it up. They talked about coffee for like 15 minutes. They talked about coffee. Neither of you guys like coffee. I like coffee. And then you moved on to the next point. Just leave it the fuck out. I feel that's proof that I listened to the episode. (laughs) No, I think it's proof that you're using chat GBT to take your notes. Oh, no. That is hilarious. Um, but the Falcon flies <laughs> 220 kilometers an hour. Crazy. Did you know that? Yeah, the Peregrine Falcon, yeah. That's you know they, what, crazy. You, have you seen them kill a duck? In the air? No, so like they just, like a duck will just be sitting. Oh, it snaps his neck. Yeah, and they just yeah. fly by and snap its neck. It happens. Because they're going so fast. Yeah. I just saw it this morning, actually. They'll just like tap the neck and the duck is just like... Yeah, it's crazy, but they also hit things in the air, which is nuts. Other birds. Oh in yeah, well the they're air. fast as fuck. You saw it at your place? No, no, no. We watched a video. They, um, I saw a bald eagle the other day, though. That was pretty cool. Interesting. Yeah, real one with a white head. You might have to get a telescope or some sort of camera for that wildlife you're seeing. You might have to spend ten thousand yeah. dollars on gear yeah. you don't care to, about to prove to, to you yeah. that I saw yeah. a fucking bald eagle. More useful than a snowmobile. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so the thing just sort of hovers and then bombs, and that's where it gets the speed from. It can't flap its wings. No, it's a di- fast, it's right? a dive bomb. Okay, a hundred percent. Then there was a whole bunch of out of nowhere hate on Justin Trudeau. Although he looks just like Justin Trudeau. Have we, I'm sorry, just back to birds for a second. Have we ever talked about the albatross before? How they'll, they don't fly until they're like three years old. It takes them so long to, to yeah, nest. Yeah, up the wingspan. Once they start flying, they never touch land again the whole time they're alive. Oh, they land on water? I mean, sometimes, I guess, but they never, their feet never touch land again. They can also stay in the air. I knew for they could like fly for a very long very time. Long I don't time. know. I'll believe you. I'll believe you. They I'll land on water, so they land at some point, I'm sure, but not on land. Because they're because vulnerable? They're, maybe because they're vulnerable or maybe because there's just, um, they're hunting and that's where, I, I don't know. They why. must go back to nest at some point though, right? Um, they have yeah. to be a nesting bird, so they have to return to land at some point. Yes, that is a good point. Unless they have floating nests. No, because the, the young ones stay on that island. Yeah. So they're only from one island. But still, Simon, you might be right that they spend 90% or 95% of their life not touching land. It feels like the albatross is the albatross, albatross <laughs> is synonymous with being a seabird. I wonder why it's a double eagle. Double eagle? What do you mean? In golf, if you were to get it, is it double eagle? Three under, I believe, is a albatross. Albatross. Yeah. I just wonder. Uh, golf is a very land-oriented sport. Well, I just think they went bird. And the bird that never lands on land. An albatross is the biggest bird. It is the largest bird? Well, it has the largest wingspan. So, so that's why three under would be the biggest bird you could get, I guess. would be. Or the, oh, I like that. It's the biggest ostrich bird. Ostrich was used. I got the biggest bird, the albatross. Okay. Oh, I like that. We're figuring stuff out. Uh, well, it's true that an albatross can go years without ever touching land. The birds do sometimes rest on water. They generally, okay, hold on. That doesn't answer our question, though. Well, no, we know they have to nest, and I assume that they have to go back at some no, point. No, they, they definitely nest on, unless the, maybe the mother bird just kind of drops the eggs like bombs over the island and then bounces. It's a wild <laughs> delivery system. 
Oh, okay. You know what's a cool idea? Nothing to do with birds at all. Go but, on. Um, sperm whales are down there fighting giant squid. Squid. Just that that's going on in the ocean is like fucking bonkers, man. And those whales, they're mammals. Yeah. They're just us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But with zero fear. Like. You don't know that. They might be afraid of something. Well, they're not afraid to go to the deepest, darkest bottom of the ocean and fight squids. I yeah, mean, maybe they are one afraid at the DMV, of it might yeah. be scared shitless. So like, you don't you know. So you say they're fighting? They're not hunting or eating? Well, they're the, fighting over territory? No, no, there's like a beef. No, no, They're no, like, no, this no, guy no. said my mom was fat, <laughs> and now it's fucking on, <laughs> on site. When I see this squid, any now. squid. Yeah. Sorry, they're hunting. <clears throat> they're hunting the giant squids. But the squids put up a good fight. And they go in not afraid of the squid. I mean, just, I'm, I guess it, this is just. Are the squids afraid of the whale? It's a stupid thing. I'm sure the squids are afraid of the whale. But I'm just saying, like, the ocean is so deep and dark and, like, zero fear from, uh, from the whales. Do they ever feel cold? They just don't know what discomfort is. They get to is. the Arctic and I they're mean, like, whoa, 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 whoa. I guess if they're on the beach, drying out is very uncomfortable. But I don't think they get cold, though. They must no, know a not. difference in temperature in the water, but they can survive in the but Arctic. But they're never, they're like, uncomfortable. Sad. Well, again, we don't know any of that. The same way I don't know if they're scared to go under the water or not. That's very interesting. Well, if they were scared to go is under the water, they probably would. Is it interesting? <laughs> if a whale got a chill. Um, so is it piss jug? They, uh, they hate on Trudeau and then pour love on Jordan Peterson. I guess he should be our prime minister um, to their liking. He's worried about wokeness in schools. If you're I mean, Justin being, Trudeau does suck. Oh, being, yeah, Justin Trudeau sucks. Yeah, but, if we're being real. But he's our prime minister. We should be the ones making fun that's of him. Right. No, that's right. That's right. No, well, we I make know. fun of their president all, all the, the time. time. Yeah, uh, Joe is well within his on. rights. It's fine. It just took a while to see the light. Uh, so wokeness in schools. He's fighting on a lot of fronts, Tim Kennedy. You can say that. Because he thinks this is it. <laughs> Here's what I don't understand is like you, this is a real, this is a real sticking point for me. These guys believe in freedom above all, but if you exercise that freedom in a way that they don't like, they have a big fucking problem with that. For example, if you want to be a fat fuck who Uber eats all your food, you don't give a shit about fitness. You don't give a shit about being the best man you can possibly be. That's your fucking God given right as an American. Is it not? That is the epitome of freedom i can do whatever the fuck i want with my life as long as i'm not hurting someone else so i go when we're on the kids thing like tim kennedy you have control again let's go local you can go to your school and say i don't want these books in here and all the other parents can agree with you and the school can go we're not going to have these books in here it's a weird flex for tim to be like i like if 25 parents in san francisco all agree we don't care about our kids reading these books what effect does that have on Tim Kennedy or Joe Rogan? Like, do you get what I'm saying? Like, if uh, well, Tim Kennedy feels like uh, America's got to gear up to be at war with somebody. Yes, he's 100. percent That's how he feels. Yeah, and it might be uh, illegal immigrants uh, or I also refugees thought, or whatever it is. I thought it was really gross that he decided to use this Israel Palestine thing to be like it should show you America how vulnerable we are to an attack i was like dude 
I don't know. That was fear mongering at its worst to me. I think he uses all the protests to. I mean, um, it's fear mongering until there's an attack, and then it's. Well, there was an attack, and we went and they went to war, and they spent billions of dollars, and we realized it was all bullshit anyway. So again, how many times has the U.S. been attacked in the last hundred years? You don't think that there are sleeper cells in the United States? Sure. I okay. We're talking. He. They, they shot 2,200 bombs into Israel. They sent paratroopers in. A sleeper cell, sleeper cells exist everywhere. You're not going to get, I don't think you're going to get rid of those. So the idea of like, but even then I'll leave it, I'll, I'll go back to it. How many sleeper cells do you think there are in the States? I mean, I probably think there are a lot, but. Okay. And how many attacks do they, post 9-11, how many attacks on U.S. soil have they? That's, that's the one glaring thing, unless they're planning something. Okay, okay. There have been none. There have been none. Sure, or sure. Or unless they've oh, just yeah. gotten a lot better at... Um, I'll just go back to it. Israel is surrounded by its enemies. By choice, might I add, okay? So it, the U.S. is not surrounded by any enemies. We're up north. Mexico's down south. It would take... All of their enemies have to go across a sea to fight a war they never want to fight against a giant. I just don't... I don't see the. I don't see how you can go. Look, Israel got attacked, so now we, as the U.S., we got to be real, real fucking worried. Well, I think the point, and I guess I could have been misunderstanding, is that the Americans are allies of Israel. There are a lot of people who want to kill Israel now. Hence, there'll be a lot of people who also want to kill the United States if they support ipso, Israel. Ipso facto, you know what I'm saying? So you don't need to support them. They just gave them fourteen point eight billion dollars. You you. For a, a couple things, Israel has universal health care. So you just gave a country with universal health care fifteen billion dollars. They also have, and I could be wrong, the third largest or the third most well armed army on the face of the planet, next to their allies, the U.S. Yeah, I mean, I think you're missing the point a little bit. But as put as Tim um, put it simply, if uh, Hamas puts down their arms, then the whole thing's over. Hold on one sec. Not there, true. There is a. Um, well, let's get back to that. Hold on a sec. Okay. There's a great um, Biden interview from like 1984. It's not an interview. He's making a speech. First of all, he looks totally different. Yeah. He wears a wig too, I guess, eh? He looks because very, he was he bald looks, back then shape. in 1984. Anyways. Um, hey, did you just say that a guy 40 years ago looked different? Of course. No, I'm saying like he had no hair and now he has hair. That's a weird. Uh, okay. Usually it goes the other way, but whatever. Um, his whole thing was, uh, if Israel didn't exist, the United States would have to create an Israel. Israel is a lot more important than the United States, just than the fact that they like Jews. You know what I mean? It is a, it's their only stronghold in the Middle, Middle East. East. They have to have that. Where all there. the oil like is. It's, it's such a... Um, it, they get so much uh, military information from Israel. Like it, it's so much more than it, it is them. They, that's, that's the States there. So of course they're fighting. Of course they're giving them help has nothing to do with the fact of whether they like Jewish people or not. It's uh, what's in their best interest. They can hide behind fighting anti-Semitism, but they just need the foothold. Sure, I. But my point is, they're they're gonna be there, and they're gonna give money, and they're gonna give help, not because they're worried about the Jewish, because they're worried about themselves and their um, military agenda. 
Yeah, and I go back to it, though. Like, just because Joe Biden said in the 80s that we need a stronghold there, you know now, after everything we've heard, that's probably not true. What would have happened if they didn't have a stronghold? I, I mean, the, the U.S.'s whole thing is to have their presence felt everywhere else. So whether they're not there, well, then they don't get the oil. They don't get all the perks of winning all the... Why do you think yep. they fought all those wars? Well, what wars? Desert Storm. Okay, but what does this have to do with 1948? I'm just curious. 1984. Yeah, I know, but I'm going back to when it started. You want to use the 80s, that's fine. You can use the 80s and oil all you want. But in the 40s, what did it have to do with oil then? What did it have to do then? It just had to do with the Bible. The U.S., although it's a separation of church and state, there isn't really... And the Bible says that the Jewish people, that's their land. So the U.S. was like, well, we're we're Bible-loving people. We have to get them their land back. And now they have to protect them. But they don't have to. The, the Israelis are very well armed, like incredibly well armed. Well, I mean, and besides the fact that um, the United States is the predominant superpower of the world. Yeah. Uh, when wars like this happen, they always get involved. Yeah, but usually, okay, when we see a humanitarian thing like we're seeing right now, the U.S. doesn't normally give the guys... Um, fourteen billion dollars to continue a I mean, genocide. You're, you're, I mean, you're watching the Ukraine, right? But they haven't tried for um, uh, ceasefire in the Ukraine in two years, which is really telling. They don't care. They don't. It's all about money. They want the war. My only problem with Israel is the settlers, and they're very uh, indiscriminate. But there's these uh, right wing um, uh, Israeli citizens that attack the West Bank. Yeah. They just can't help themselves or something. or It's their destiny. <clears throat> if those guys stop, then I'm all for Israel defending itself. But it's like they get attacked by Hamas and go after them. And those guys go, well, we're at war. We'll go this other way. And it's such a great area as, as what they're doing or why they're trying to expand. It goes back to what I saw is in 1995, the president of uh, Israel was going for peace with uh, Gaza and the PLO, and the right wing assassinated him. And ever since then, it's been trouble. Yeah, this is why it's all being conflated. Who was that? Shimon Perez? No. It's a sh- but he was pro-peace with Gaza, and a right wing Israeli killed him because there's a, a side that says, fuck these guys. Yeah. And I think this morning, another former prime minister was saying, for sure... Uh, BB has to go, and that's the only way because they're they do want to show the, the Middle East at least how tough they are and how they can't be pushed around. But Dude, they're not telling you this, but there was about to be a civil war in Israel. They, that's the well, these two are like you, fighting. You'll themselves. never hear that, you're never ever going to hear that. But that was about to go down, and Netanyahu wanted this to happen, yeah, which is why the Iron Dome wasn't in effect, which is why the most heavily guarded border on fucking earth was not guarded for a whole day. For just, the weirdest thing is having a music festival right beside it and but not even then, having precautions. You're telling me that on the 50th anniversary of an attack, you, 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 didn't have, you, you didn't have your guards up fully? That seems crazy to me. It seems nuts. And when you find out that there was about to be a civil war, listen, the whole thing's gross. I think it's all about money. I don't think they care about poor people. I don't think they care about Israelis. They don't care about Palestinians. They don't care about anyone. It's just, how do we make fucking tons of money? And that's it. 
The so people, the- as always, when the leaders aren't getting along, the people are the victim. Um, and again, I don't think there's a right or wrong side here. I don't. Be- the reason I just don't form an opinion on any of this because I don't believe anything that anybody either side tells me. Like yeah. I don't think we're getting any of the right information, and I think we all make these like opinions based on totally wrong information that years from now will come out and we'll be able to look well, and see. That's but I got to ask you, when when what's her name was on here like two years ago, Abby Martin, and yeah. now I don't know. I don't. She was there writing a, a thing about some. I don't know how biased she was. I have no idea. I tend to believe uh, Tim Kennedy a little bit just because people at war. Like, he's there on the ground, you know what I mean? Right where people are killing each other. Sure, but you're missing... Okay, Tim Kennedy is a is trained to hate and kill terrorists. That's his thing. Hamas is a terrorist group. I would never say anything otherwise. They're a terrible group of people. Awful. So I'm not pro-Hamas. The same way I'm not pro-Israel government. I don't think Israelis, by and large, are bad people. I think there are Israelis that would have Palestine wiped out. Those people are a problem. Listen, I don't know if it's true, but what he said where um, if the Israelis got them all to lay down their guns right now, the fighting would end. And if it was the other way, it would be the extermination of all Jews. I think that's probably true. But no one's asking. No one. This is the thing. No one's asking Israel to put down their arms. Like like Kamar said, the West Bank is the perfect no, example. No, Israel's asking uh Palestine to put down their arms. Yeah, and Palestine is saying we don't have arms. You won't even let us have water. With Hamas, Hamas, well, somebody, Hamas. Somebody arms. has arms, right? Like somebody there. Well, no, but we is, know that Iran is giving them seven. Is I, giving Hamas seven. Hey, mil- listen, I'm not. I'm not. It's not a question of who's right and who's wrong. There are people there who are actively trying to kill Jewish people, right? Correct. I don't know who they are. Whether they're Hamas or Iranians or yeah. fucking Hezbollah, I have no idea. That's the whole problem, right? Is that the population of Gaza is intermingled between people who are terrorists and people who aren't. Okay. So, but again, collective, collective punishment is against the Geneva Convention. Sure. Okay. Well, what, what I'm saying is that when a country breaks the Geneva Convention and is, and I'm sorry, I'm not using this lightly, it's considered genocide. When that happens, the U.S. is not supposed to give the country doing it $15 billion. That's just not how that's supposed to work. The U.N. is useless because the U.N. has like 25 uh, in the last year uh, humanitarian issues with Israel, and they're not doing anything about it either. So it's all, uh, all I'm saying is this, it's, it's gross on both sides. We're all being played, but the amount of innocent people that are dying is fucking staggering. We're about to potentially watch not one, but two nations get wiped off the face of the earth. And then they're going to make us unable body 45 year olds go fight a war for these rich fucking cunts. It's going to happen. You're never going to have to fight a war. You don't have to worry about that. Mark my words. The three of us will be going to war in the next 10 years. Hey, do you, you definitely do you, do you, won't be. Do you think you would? Maybe you. We're would you try 50 to, plus years old. Would try to they don't take 50 year olds to they're fight. They're saying anymore. that's the average age right now in Ukraine. Pardon me? It's like 43 years old is the average age in Ukraine of soldiers. I don't, I don't think we're going to go to war ourselves in Canada unless someone came here, but I'd do it. At this age, you would go. What are we going to do? We're going. <laughs> or, or the alternative, like um, running, uh, getting arrested, getting fined. I, I'd go. 
Well, you would run to Canada, so don't worry about no, it. No, I'm she runs to the States. In, in Matt's, you are where you want to be. In Matt's scenario, if I got called up, I'm even less of a chance of being a recruit than him. I would go mm-hmm. with open arms. But no, but what, what, what if you're going to... You're going to fight this war. That's my point, Kamar. What no, you, we're not going to fight this war. We're going to take... The, the move is all the Palestinians come here in the form of refugees. That's ideally what Israel. I wants. actually thought of that this week as well. They want Israel but any, wants to clear any out Gaza. money that gets given to Palestine just goes to Hamas, right? Like that's the problem. Any aid they try and give them so this just is, goes right to the terrorists. Israel is trying to twist the Palestinians that they turn on Hamas, which you think would happen because more people than the army. But I guess the people have no weapons. This is what I would do, Simon. I would say, listen. We're going to go into Palestine, not Israel. We're going to send the UN and peacekeepers into Palestine. Anyone we can prove is not part of Hamas, we are going to extract from the country. All of them. If it's 20 million. Where are you going to take them? Every Western country takes a percentage. (laughs) No, no, just wait. Just just hear me out, okay? Then Israel pays to rebuild Palestine. You can now bomb the shit out of it because you are now convinced that 95 to 90% of the people left are simply terrorists, Okay. You can then bomb the shit out of the Gaza Strip, but you tell Israel you're paying for it. So you want to bomb it and get these people out of here, that's fine. But you're going to rebuild Palestine and you're going to give it back to the Palestinians and you're going to take the fucking walls down and give them human rights. That's not going to happen, though. On yeah, any, and I on don't any think level. it's as simple as that. I think the second they start fighting there, well, nothing then is Iran simple. comes in and then the states has to come in. Like, it's just all posturing. But it's the blight on our humanity right now. But Simon, until we can't figure this one. My out. point is, until Iran does step in directly, I don't think the U.S. should be giving them fifteen billion dollars. As I just said, this is a country with universal health care. The U.S. does not have universal health care. Yeah, I'm not and, sure why they need the money from the U.S. First of all, but regardless, like they're they're two peas in a pod. Whether they're giving money or not giving money, they will always be there to support them militarily, which is really what matters. Okay, just hear me out. Just one last thing in closing. When the Ukraine war kicked off, the U.S. was very quick to say Russia is killing civilians. That was the first thing they said. You can't have civilians dying. Russia is over there killing civilians. We know that Israel has killed civilians. Again, Hamas has killed civilians too. More than Ukraine. Okay, so my point is, is... The U.S. was so up in arms about civilians dying in the Ukraine, but when they find out civilians are dying in Palestine, they're not as up in arms, and they're willing to give money to help the cause. That's my only point. All I'm saying, I'm not taking sides here. All I'm saying is that if I'm a U.S. taxpayer, and I know that $50 of my money just went to help Israel, I, I don't know if I'd be so amped. Just out of curiosity, what if you were in charge? If you were the head yes, of yes. Israel right now? Yeah. What would you do? You just had let let's say the attacks were done as shown yeah. by Palestinians. Well, first of all, I would by sorry, um Hamas. Yeah. I would have done nothing. You would have done nothing. Correct. Well, that's insane. Is it that so would an be, eye for an eye? What does an eye for an eye make? The whole world fucking blind. That's like one of the oldest sayings in the world. So guess what? You know what you can do, Simon? You if can't you get do nothing, yes, you then can. they'll just keep attacking you. No, because if you do nothing, then you get the world behind you. If they attack again, then you say, look, how many attacks are we going to take? How many? That's what I say. Also, let me ask you this question. Do you know how many Palestinians were killed by Israelis in the 10 years leading up to this? Go on. It's the same amount that were killed on that one day. So, and I like, again, 
you your argument is that Hamas was totally within their right to attack. Because what are they supposed to do? No, I don't think I said Hamas was. No, you're right. You said Israel had the right to attack because they were attacked. No, well, I asked you what you would do. I know. And I said I would do nothing. And you said you can't do nothing. Well, because when you're attacked, you have to do something. I don't think that doing nothing is uh, is a logical alternative because you're just opening the door. But then again, forget (laughs) everybody else. Well, no, but you just argued for Hamas again because you said you can't get attacked and just do nothing. You can't do that, right? Okay, but hold on. They've been attacking each other back and forth forever. Okay. So, like, if it's an eye for an eye for an eye for an eye for... Like, that's... We're just talking about this one. So this attack happens. What do you do if you're... I just told you nothing. You do nothing. Okay, well, I mean... So and, and, and you on say, 9-11, they do nothing. That would have also been your, had that been a real thing <laughs> and they got really attacked by terrorists, your answer is do nothing. Well, well, it, well 9-11 is a perfect example, actually, It is Simon, the perfect example. Because they didn't have a country to point at. They didn't say this country attacked us. They said this group of terrorists who might be from this country, they might act for many countries. Okay, but we know for a fact that Hamas is in Palestine. Okay, but hold on. So the Saudis funded those 9-11 terrorists. Did they go into Saudi Arabia? No. Okay. And Iran funded Hamas, but they didn't go into Iran. They're going... It, yeah. It, it has my- a lot of similarities as someone not... Israel wanting this attack to happen. Hopefully it was as bad so they could go into Hamas. Just like... Um, America seems to wanted the Twin Towers to go down so they could go to Iraq and go to Afghanistan. Here's the thing. We've, we've talked for, we've done this show for five years and we've talked about how many false flags. Like we've never even mentioned that this all could be that. And again, we talked about that right at the beginning yeah, this of this is, thing. We know this is all about money. Like th- how much money has the U.S. moved to other countries in the last year? It's got to be more than they've ever done in the history of the U.S., right? Sorry, what? Repeat that. I said in the last six months, a year, the amount of money, foreign aid that the U.S. has dished out yeah. has got to be higher maybe than, I mean, I guess World War II would probably be higher, but it's got to be up there, right? Well, I mean, yeah, but at the same time, I think when they fight wars, the amount of money they give is massive too. But right? they're not, but that's the weird, they're not fighting a war. No, I know, but we've already <sighs> said this, this uh, U- uh, Ukraine thing is just a proxy for fighting a war. Yeah. If they weren't doing this Ukraine thing, they would have found, they would have been in Venezuela right now. They would have found another war to fight. The machine has to trudge on. I agree. And America supports Ukraine. Iran supports Hamas. And that's how it's going. Hopefully this is the, this is the, this is it. Whatever horrible carnage happens in the next months is to the end of this. Versus if in another month, uh, Israel goes, okay, we, we will cease fire. Then we go for six years, and then it happens again. But again, that'd be the worst thing. Simon, this is why I said I would do nothing because let's just assume this goes the wrong way. Let's assume that Israel just decides we're not stopping. We're taking Palestine. We're going to eliminate all the Palestinians and Hamas. We don't care. Then they're in a real fucking pickle. Then they're really going to war. Like all those surrounding countries will then say, nope. Because, and, and hear me out. What, why would the surrounding countries not say we're next? Like, why would they not say what would stop Israel and the U.S. from coming into Lebanon and taking some of Lebanon? I mean, this is the whole Russia argument, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but this is what I'm saying is this is the situation that we are. This is why I said I would do nothing because nothing is better than war. Well, I don't think it, just in all fairness, I yeah. don't think Israel has any um, appetite to take like Iran land. That's not there's no they want 
this piece of land is under um, half of Israel wants this. It's I un- think that's the important thing. It's under um, it, it's a it's a uh, it's where it is that's important. Yeah, they want the holiest of lands. I get it. Th- that's all I'm saying. Yeah. There's but, the U.S. definitely wants to move into Iran. The U.S. wants to go all these other places. I don't think Israel. But they just want their but how can whatever you say, that thing. Well, I'm is just saying there. you can't definitively say that. You're just throwing that out there. No, you just I, said the I US, can't definitively say anything. But that's what I'm saying is like the U.S. Again. Let's keep this in mind. No country overtly, outwardly is like, we want to take more land. Even the U.S. Even the U.S. could never come out and say, we want to take more land. Like, they always do it as in, we're trying to stabilize this country. We're trying to bring them democracy. Okay. But, I mean, it clearly is they want to take more land. Same with Russia. Like, that's, they want more land. They want Donbass. They want fucking Crimea. They want wherever. Well, they want, well, no, but I mean, that goes back they to, were defending them again, it, it's, it's their homeland, whatever, air quotes, they still want more land. That's well, the want that they want. Well, it's not more. They want what they feel was theirs. They want mm-hmm. whatever was the former USSR. Yeah. They still feel like. No, you're, you're right. Most countries have no interest in acquiring more land at this point. They yeah. just want to be able the resources. to keep what theirs what is theirs yeah but uh, again simon i'm not saying that israel has that plan what i'm saying though is if you're a surrounding country it's tough for you to then say to your people i promise you they're not coming for what's ours that's all i'm trying to say and if you have the might of the u.s behind you and you know that the u.s is not i mean they already do and they all already know that yeah it's not like it's uh but okay but but Oh, yeah, sure. But again, like Hamas knows this. You don't think that Iran knows that the U.S. backs Israel? Yeah, they know that. I'm yeah, not saying they, they don't. They know that for sure. Yeah. But again, Hamas knows that too. And they I, still attacked I, Israel. I heard something that said Hamas was shocked by the reaction of the United States. No way. There's they no were, way. They were, they knew Israel, they knew Israel would respond, but they were shocked by the American attack. Again, I don't believe any of it. I don't believe any of it coming from anywhere. The weirdest thing is Hamas was started by a paraplegic. Have you ever seen the guy? No. He looks like Father Time. And he must have just had because he, he was a paraplegic, so he didn't strong arm people. No, he's he just, just a good talker. Talked some, it's, it's, if you see the guy, you're like, this guy? He's like Stephen Hawking of fucking Middle East. Hamdu Allah, Hamdu Allah, Hamdu Allah. I just find it interesting that none of the countries that claim to support Palestine, all the ones who are giving aid through. Um, Hamas and Hezbo- all of these countries around, none of them will take refugees. But uh, not, not a fucking one. The reason why not. they say this is because if they do that, this is their, their reasoning, this is not my reasoning. If they t- were to take all the Palestinians out of um, Gaza, then Israel takes it and then they are aiding and abetting in these people being um, kicked out of their country. That That's the, the, what they say. Because the the underlying thing is that the Palestinians are savages and no one wants them because they fuck up anywhere they go. That's sort of the, the idea, right? Is why, it? I don't know, you know why people won't take them in. When you ask the question, why won't people take them? That's one way he go. You you could assume that they're 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 trouble. I'm not saying they are, but they're saying if we take them in then we are aiding and abetting these people being displaced. If you are willing to give someone foreign aid, if you are willing to give somebody guns to help them fight a war, you should also be willing to let them into your borders if they do not want to be there anymore. 
I think the Americans should airlift the aid in, and then if Hamas shoots those helicopters down, then it's big trouble for Hamas. What do you mean big trouble for Hamas? Like, Hamas is in huge trouble. They've broken every fucking accord of war. But right now they're just fighting against the Israeli army. But you mentioned, we already hit that. No, Simon. apparently they're fighting against the U.S. Army now, too, who is on the ground actively fighting. Well, so. we know Tim Kennedy said he was there. Oh, yeah, that's right. So we right. know for a fact Tim Kennedy was on boots on the ground. In Simon, Israel. It goes, Simon, it goes back to it, though. No, in the Middle East. It wasn't in, he wasn't or in, no, he in said Gaza. He, was, he said he was in Israel, but he could be right oh. on the fucking, it could be right at the wall. Like, we don't know. But Simon, you, you hit the nail on the head. It's like all these treaties, they depend on a country. Right, like if you break the Geneva Convention or whatever, they need to have a country trust and enforcement. Yeah, like you can't you can't enforce um, you can't enforce treaties on a terrorist group, right? Because they don't have like a representative. Or, right, but there's no. Sorry, go ahead. The the political body <coughs> voted into Gaza. Yeah, is Hamas correct? They were voted in from by yeah. the people. Well, well, no, but I mean they're voted in by somebody. Was there a vote or wasn't there a vote? Okay, but like in many countries that are corrupt, it, it you know you could say like, oh, Belarus had a fucking had a democratic they may, they vote. They may have and, voted at gunpoint, and you find mm-hmm. out that someone won ninety eight percent of the election because the other three got poisoned. That's all I'm saying. The thing, like, if Hamas, like if if is, is Israel really should do their vetting, and anybody who's not Hamas just let them into Israel, and then bomb the shit yep. out of Gaza, and then that satisfies your whole thing, one hundred percent, and then they rebuild, which I'm sure they wouldn't mind doing if it meant they got it back. The problem, Hopefully. And then they let those people back in, right? But, but, Saw on terror. But the problem is they say, you know what? It seems a lot nicer without these guys here. We're going to build it back and they're not coming. Mm-hmm. That's just a risk. And Kamar no mentioned. No trust anyone. The serious conservative Israels, uh, Israelis are not like, they don't want any Palestinian anywhere near Israel. They yeah, don't they, want them in the country. They don't want. Well, there are two sides, right? The yeah, same yeah, I, way there yeah. are supposedly two sides in um yeah palestine yeah i'm just saying or where i don't even is palestine even a place like well the israel wherever palestine was israel i heard one guy say they should give florida to israel (laughs) but of course it's the same thing of people being displaced um no i think they should uh find some palestinians give them a bunch of guns to fight hamas (laughs) Sounds familiar. Yeah. Let, let, let's move on. Because, well, yeah. Uh, well, he was there. He was doing distractions of like 50 year old pastors that just happened to had their pilgrimage from Alabama to fly to Israel to see Bethlehem and all of a sudden they're in the middle of war and he was getting them out. Which I, I've always said if I was in one of these places, I don't think I would have that expectation that my country would go through all these loops to get me out. Well, don't worry. Your country wouldn't. <laughs> well, 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 <laughs> good news for you. My country hasn't. <laughs> yes, I know. That's what I'm saying. But he was talking about the actual border uh, in the south. Yeah. Which I think people assume is Mexicans, like directly going from Mexico to America. But uh, apparently, it's not. It's international. Like, if you get to the border, if you get across there, you get like a twelve hundred dollar debit card. And you got to show up in a month for your hearing. I wish I knew if that was true or not. <laughs> like if it's if it's all like a, I wish I knew if that was how true or could not. it be? Like, do you honestly like think about? Well, you okay? You do get a bus ticket to New York City, like, and you get. Do the you? Is that true? Like, I love how he thinks that you well, just no, go we, greyhound. We, we no, know that, that they're 
collecting immigrants at the border in Texas yeah. and sending them on buses to other cities. Yeah. Now, whether they're like, good luck, Buttercup, but I think they do get some support, like, like a small safety net. I really do. If you get there, and, and to someone in a shitty country, that alone is enough of a, a chip in a chair, if you will. The weirdest part about all this is that, I don't know if you know this, but like Mexico borders Guatemala, and Mexico absolutely will not let Guatemalans into the country. Mm-hmm. Like Palestinians. Yeah, like Mexico is like, I saw this Mexican being interviewed, and he was like, he was like, we hate Guatemalans. So they're fighting a border war down here and then being fought in a border war up here? Yeah, well, he, he what he was saying is he was like, we have the same border issue. He's like, we don't want, we don't let Guatemalans in the country. Um, he's like, they also like to just go up through Mexico to get into the state. But it just... When I heard that, I was like, then how are there so many? Because when you hear about this border crisis, it's not just Mexicans. It's all of South America. So you're saying, how are they getting from Guatemala through Mexico? Precisely. This is what I'm saying. Maybe they're boating up and then just coming right on to, like he's saying, you get off the And there's people from other countries that are not South America. There's there's people from other countries that are not South America. Like people from the Middle East, people from uh, Asia. It just seems to be this, if you can get there across the water, whatever it is, you, you you get something. It's not like, I would assume, and as we said, it's between uh, maintaining the law at the border and humanity. If you show the border, it's like goodbye. I mean, isn't any rational person kind of in the same mindset that you can't let criminals in? Like, you're not going to let but as with terrorists so, with into so your many, country. It, it so just a, do your vetting better. It becomes a financial burden just to vet. Yeah, I know. So it's an upfront cost that's going to save you lives down the road. I think okay, that's yeah, more than... If if somebody shows up at the Canadian border and they get across, do you think they just put him in a car, drive back across the border, and they claim refugee status? No, first of all, you go to an ICE terminal. That's the first stop. But that person's going to get some assistance from the Canadian government, I'm assuming. They don't just get sent... Back to where he came from, like, sorry. Hold on, wait. So you're saying someone walks from America into Canada? That's what you're saying? Illegally? That's that's the border they want to cross. An American? No, they will definitely be kicked back to America. No, no, they're they're not not an American. They're saying they're from somewhere claiming refugee status. And they managed to somehow get through America to get to Canada? That's... uh, Then they should definitely get in. They've come a long way and... uh, Here's my thing, though. Like, you... Have you ever dealt with the Canadian government trying to get... Uh, money, a fund, like anything. I've, I'm sure you have. You, I know you have. Yeah, what's your point? Well, my point is, like, Kamar makes it seem like when you show up, you get a debit card with 1200 bucks on or whatever. Well, they must have some system. I think they do. In I'm the sorry, States. I'm sorry, to give I don't these, have receipts. To give all these people debit cards and <clears throat> bus tickets to New York City, somebody's got to be doing that. First of all, there's no bus tickets. What they're doing is they're putting them on, like, a Texas school bus and then they're being driven up there. It's not like here's 1200 bucks. Get yourself a Greyhound and make sure you go to New York. I think it is. Kamar, what is stopping that immigrant with $1,200 from going anywhere other than New York? Nothing. So why are they going to New York? Because it's the big apple, baby. <laughs> That's showbiz. If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. <laughs> Some of them are going to Chicago. I'm sure they're being sent to San Francisco. Let's, let's just move on. Well, it, it seems to be more of a problem than, Unfortunately, when Trump was saying the war and stuff, everyone just thought it was racism, and now it seems like, oh, it really was a problem. Uh, he thinks everyone should have a tank and a machine gun. Tim does. 
Uh, I don't the, remember the tank part. <laughs> well, I think he was being hyperbolic, but mm. he's all for it. But he wants, um, and they said there's this double check thing that scours social media, which seems pretty, at least that an algorithm that goes through anything you mentioned, gun or whatever, comes up to the person selling the gun and says, yeah, maybe, maybe you shouldn't buy a gun. That doesn't seem too intrusive. Uh, in personal development, everyone should try to improve 1% every day. But wait a minute. If you have the right to bear arms, what? I don't get it. Well, they're saying that guy in Maine was saying, I'm going to shoot people up and stuff. Like There was a bunch of writing on the wall, and then he went and bought these guns and then killed 18 people. Like he was posting his manifesto letter on Instagram and then went and bought a gun As you have the right to, If you have the right to uh, own an arm as a vendor of guns, I have the right not to sell you an arm. Sure, but it is America, and yeah. I'm just saying that you have the you right. have a right to carry a gun. Yeah. It doesn't mean I have to legally you, sell you. you, you a, I understand. You that. can go buy a gun from Joe down the street. You have a right to drink. I have a right not to serve you. That's correct. I, I, that's how I look at it. So I think that gets around it. Uh, Joe, it felt like Joe almost said his daughter. No, was but hot. there'll be somebody who will sell him a gun. <laughs> that's my point. The, that's the thing. It may not be you, and it may not be Joe Schmo down the street, but it'll be somebody. And uh, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with their Second Amendment. Go nuts. The one Buy thing I was wondering about, uh, Tim was complaining about teaching kids about sex and stuff. <laughs> um, is that not the same thing as letting kids drink younger and then alcohol is not such a big thing? What about guns? Too? Could that be argued? Is it a good thing to have kids drinking younger so alcohol isn't such a big thing? Well, in, in, apparently in Europe it is. But wait, let me bring that up. If you think if you think that teaching a kid to use a gun when they're young is good because it teaches them gun safety responsibility. and responsibility, could you not argue the same thing about sex and sexuality? That's, uh, that's what I'm saying. I'm, uh, you could argue. I don't, I now, don't know. Or what I you think. can look at it the other way, and if you let kids have guns early, they're probably going to be more likely to want to use guns growing up. Sure, I'm just saying that you often hear... You often hear um, conservatives like right-wingers say we got to teach kids about guns early that way they're gun safety gun this gun that but when it comes to sexuality they're like no we can't teach them they're too young that's all i'm saying now keep in mind well i some think of these the, books uh, i've seen have been a bit of fucking egregious i think that what he's talking about is like a trans thing or uh you know you're you're letting a kid read a book about them being able to chop one of their private parts off and they would never even know that was a thing until yeah, but grade five or whatever the fuck it is. But you could argue the same thing about religion. If you grow up in a household that's devoutly Christian, well, yeah, you might also, never find listen, out. Listen, there are all sorts of rules that are supposed to keep religious anything out of our schools. I'm not, but I'm not, I just use religion as an example because like you, you know, if you grew up in a religious household, you might not find out about like Buddhism or Taoism or Judaism. And then you might grow up and be like, hey, why was I not? To? I'm just saying that, I don't know. The argument can be made on both sides the same. That's all I'm saying. Like when we were young, the idea that they would teach us about gays in school, right? Like in the eighties would have been obscene, would have been disgusting. Can't teach kids about gay. It's going to, these kids might end up gay. Now in 2020, yeah, we wouldn't give a shit. Sure. The, the difference again is, again, that is being, mutilating your body. Exactly. I understand. Being gay isn't going to hurt you in any way, but still you could also, okay, sure. Like physically hurt you. Yeah, I get right? it. But again, if you educate kids on it and say, listen, it's fine. I guess they're just saying your parents should educate you on that and leave school to teaching you about fucking algebra and calculus. and. So should sex ed be taught in schools? Probably not. 
I, I don't, but by that logic, no, you should learn sex ed at home and uh, you should learn fucking whatever in school. Like, did you actually learn anything from sex ed in school? I didn't. I learned everything from I learned not your my, parents. I learned well, my, from the playground, but, whatever. But, I go, but, but again, they're I, not, they weren't picking those things up from sex ed. They were getting them from like their older brothers. Okay. But, but you, but then we go back to it where you're, what you're saying is like, this system is no good where I'm learning it not from my parents because they won't talk to me about it. I'm learning it from the schoolyard, which no one knows shit as opposed to having, and your problem is just that who is teaching it. That's your issue. I learned my teacher was very uncomfortable. Not like my tra- my like, not my issue. The issue is that somebody else is deciding what your kid will be. Um, well, no, there used to be a curriculum. Like when we had sex ed, there was a specific guideline as to what was to be taught. Right, like it was like you were supposed to teach about condoms, safe sex, you know, not getting pregnant, all that sort of stuff. That was the. So if you. It does work if you just have a specific like curriculum I mean, and mandate. Work. What does work mean? Like, what what was the goal to keep kids from having sex? Because it didn't keep us from having sex. Right? No, it was to educate you about sex. Is to that make you- sure that you were worried about AIDS because AIDS didn't even exist. So. AIDS didn't exist. No, I'm saying it just wasn't at all what they said it was. In what sense? Well, I think that AIDS was probably some sort of like fear tactic as opposed to it being the... So you would say that using condoms is totally useless then? There's no need for a condom, No, right? probably good because it'll stop you from getting some STDs for sure and keep people from getting pregnant. So that's decent sexual yeah, education yeah. right there, right? Yeah, So you condoms would agree that you would agree that thing. some sexual education is probably smart to teach young kids. Because um, if you don't teach well, them about herpes, again, period... I guess it depends on how old you consider young. Like when should you start teaching kids about condoms? Do they learn in kindergarten or no, do they I learn in like grade, grade five, grade, grade eight. eight? Like we had sex ed in we started grade in seven, six. grade six, correct? I yeah. think for us it was seven, but yeah, same thing. I mean, uh, listen, we're also forgetting that in our day and age, you probably weren't that sexually active or at all. Now these kids are definitely eating each other's asses at like twelve years old. So I would say now there's probably more need for sex education than ever. But again, I'm not saying that you need to teach them like, hey, you should probably cut your dick off if you feel uncomfortable in your body. We can agree on that. Well, I think that one just opens the door to the other, I guess. Yeah, but we can't live in that world where one, like if you had sex education being taught by 10,000 teachers and 9,090 of them were teaching it properly to the curriculum and then 10% were just out there. 10% is too high, but if it was just 1%. Well, that's what I said, one, yeah. You know, I guess in any classroom, you're going to have 1% of the teachers that are garbage. So, And I go back to it where like, you know, what they're teaching kids in California schools or like in San Francisco versus what Tim Kennedy's kid in Texas is getting. I have a tough time believing that Tim Kennedy's kid in Texas is being taught any of this shit. Maybe I'm wrong. I have no idea. Time will tell. Well, no, but am I like Texas is not that state. I think it probably depends on where you are in Texas. If you live in Austin, you're probably more likely to run into maybe sex ed classes. I don't know, man. I don't really care. Uh, They were talking about newspapers. Isn't it crazy to think how that was? Can you scroll for me? I got to see what you got Yeah, come on, man. That was our access information. What? Well, well, there's something they talked about that I haven't gotten to. No, he's saying we got to wrap this up. (laughs) You got to hit the major points here. That is a huge point. Say it again. That we used to get a newspaper. Yeah. That was the hottest story was 16 hours old. 
Yeah. Like whatever got to press, that'd be at your house and that's what you'd read. And then you get the ne- the nightly news. Mm-hmm. There was no 24 hour bombardment of dead bodies and this bomb and that stuff. Like, Yeah, they had to lie to you slowly. It was so much easier. But it hasn't stopped them from doing anything, right? Like his point is... Back then, we didn't know shit, we and now know we know shit. so much. But they still go into the Ukraine, and they still go into fucking Afghanistan, and nothing has changed. It hasn't slowed them down in a fucking inch. I would say uh, sped them up. Public discourse was a lot more relaxed. There was a lo- longer periods of just not knowing it. Yeah, without the internet, there wasn't so much like uh, yeah <laughs> angst against <laughs> each other. <laughs> so, is information good then? Because it just makes us all I, angry. I, I don't think. I don't think. <laughs> Before so. we were dumb and stupid and uh, happier. Yeah. Um, then he told a weird sniper story, and then uh, Joe talked about how he has Zuckerberg on the line. I'll just shoot him a text right now to see about that. Which is we knew that though, didn't we? Uh, I'm okay. I'm being redundant, but it's just again like Joe easily could have said, "I got Elon right here. Like, do you guys want to go?" Like. What we are presented as people's relationships and their stances, guests aside, I think the guests are, we don't know what we don't know. I give this a two and a half. You know we're on Tim Kennedy now, right? Tim <laughs> Kennedy. Okay. Oh, I give it a two. This was fear-mongering at its best. I, the, the most I've heard in a long time. And I got to say, too, like, uh, you know, <clears throat> Joe and Tim have this weird, I don't know, maybe I just don't have it because I'm not American, but like, they have this weird, um, what the fuck is the word I'm looking for? Not a, like they have a need to make sure that the U.S. lives on far past them. And I guess I just don't understand yeah, that. Like, you don't think that for Canada, you don't want Canada to live past you. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. Like, I'll I'll double down on it. What I'm saying is like. I say this all the time. The kids build the world they want. That's why old people are angry. That's why when we were young, old people were super agitated because they were like, I don't like all this change. This isn't for me. This isn't how I want the world. And we, the young people, were like, we don't give a fuck. We like rap music and crop tops and fucking hula hoop. Whatever the fuck it was, you can't, I don't know. The idea that they're like, I'm going to make sure that that my great, great grandkids live in the same America I did is just, it's obscene. Well, maybe that's not the point. Maybe it's not the same America, just a America. And if you're not going to fight for something now, then by the time your grandkids' grandkids come around, and this that, civilization has you, already it, toppled. If right? you're supporting Israel, maintaining being Israel, you should support your own country as well. Look, Tim Kennedy, you know, let's talk about the immigrant thing just real quick in closing. Like, the U.S. was built by immigrants, and none of them came there legally. And the ones that were there legally were kicked out. <laughs> yeah, I, I, okay. I mean, I agree. I'm but it saying, was a totally different time, and you can't operate by those same principles now because you'll end up with two people ago. Tons of people coming through your borders, right? But that's what they had. They had tons of people coming through their borders. Yeah, I know, they but they also had country. nobody in the country at the time. So they still have nobody. Well, I mean, they have lots of people. Yeah, but a country that size, like their country is fucking massive. Our country, we, I, I mean. <coughs> yeah, you need housing for all those people, right? Like it's not just as easy as having the land. Yeah, the land is good. But did they have the housing when all those people came over then? No. 
You you think that the U.S. in the twenties and and the tens no, just had all this no, housing? No, but to build a house back then, you know, anybody could do it. It's not the same now. So you're saying they should not only let everybody in, but change all saying, whoa, the whoa, rules whoa, 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 let whoa, people build whoa, 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 and whoa, whoa. like, how do they get the land if they can't afford the land? Then what happens? I didn't say let everyone in. That's not what I said. I'm just saying that Tim Kennedy has this very this very staunch view of people coming here illegally. I think you need to look into how long a wait it is. And keep in mind, not as a Canadian. As a Canadian, you can wait. No, no, but you were comparing it to people coming here illegally back in 19, yeah. whatever, the, or 18, whatever, sure, the 17. Yeah. I don't even well, know. I'm not going when. 17, but. But whenever people sure. first started fucking coming over here. When no, was but it never that? started. They've always been. Like, what I'm saying is throughout the last, like, Dude, go go start at 1960 and go backwards. There's always been people coming into the states, always. Like California is filled with Mexican Americans. Most of them walked up probably illegally, became citizens and now are upstanding members of society. That's all I'm saying is I I understand borders, I understand immigration. I'm just saying that this idea that oh all these people coming from sh- from terrible places Trying to make a better life in the States is not a bad thing. That's all I'm saying. And Simon shakes his well, head. Well, I didn't shake my head, but it, it's not a bad thing, but it's not a, it's not a feasible thing either. Like you say, they have a lot of land. Yeah, they have a lot of land, but nobody's going to have anywhere to live. So you're just going to have a ton of like homeless people or. I'm not saying, listen, Simon, I'm saying you can have a plan to let people in. They've always had a plan to let people in. Again, the, they just gave $15 billion to help a country fight a bunch of people with nothing. That $15 billion, how many homes could you build to make your country better? To let oh, people. Listen, I mean, for sure, they could well, stop spending money on war. I just fix your own country first. Why are you letting people in when you can't even keep your own people? They don't have houses. Yeah, I agree with that too. That you have cities in peril. Don't even worry about letting anybody else in until you can take care of the people that are in your place. I think that's probably the biggest problem. Also, I think the housing thing is bullshit. I think there's plenty of fucking houses. I think they're owned by foreign entities and they sit empty by and large. You go to Toronto, Toronto is fucking rife with empty condos. Sure. And okay, but, but what do you want now? What like what what does the Canadian government do about that? Can they legally just take those no, houses back? No, you start by saying if you have Change an, the law if you're a foreigner forward. and you have an empty condo, huge tax. Huge tax. Huge tax. You're either going to fucking fill that thing with someone living in it at an affordable rate or whatever rate. Well, it doesn't have to be an affordable rate. Doesn't have to be an affordable rate, rate you but you rate. have to put someone in there. The other weird thing is this rage of reverse mortgages. Reverse mortgages. There's a lot of commercials for um, you can get cash for your house now, and then when you die, we'll take it off your hands. So you don't have to wait. But that's a company buying the house, not for another family. Yeah, and that's a, it's a it's a sneaker way of uh, corporations coming and buying houses and make it so no one can own a house. So you have all these factors. What's the banks making too, like- the housing market? I was thinking about Sparser. I was thinking about it the other day when they're like, "Well, the Fed raised rates again." I'm like, "There's nothing. There's nothing stopping TD Bank. Absolutely nothing stopping TD Bank from saying we understand this is the Fed's rate, but on mortgages we're going to keep it at two percent so that Canadians can continue owning homes. They can do that. They just don't. Yeah, and the same way they won't that's give. Not how you make money. This 
Dude, make money at eight percent. At eight percent, you're paying three I think times. They probably have to do what the. Um, I wonder. Yeah, we can change that. Yeah, be a business mm-hmm. competition. Lower rates. Everyone goes there. Like, hear me out, Simon. A bank. I don't think a bank has ever lost money on any mortgage ever, because a you pay your mortgage, you pay the interest on it. If Kamar defaults on his. They don't lose money because they're, they've made the money back off you and they're going to sell the home that they foreclose on anyway. So Hopefully they sell it. No, not hopefully. In every case they sell it because it goes to auction and someone will buy it for a fucking whatever, a fraction of what it normally costs. But my point is the banks have never lost money on mortgages ever and they still do this to us. No, I, all I was saying was I don't know if they can go against the Fed like that or whoever our thing is, you know what I mean? Because at some point they may need the government to... Yeah, and I'm just saying we, the people, have the power to go to the government and say, change this. We do? How do we do that? I don't know. Go to your fucking... Call yeah, your we, local yeah, MP. Nice try. <laughs> we don't have any power to do anything. So stupid. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to pay a bill, and we'll be right back. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Fume. Gang, let's be serious. Quitting something cold turkey is terrible. But there's a better way to break your bad habits. And we're not talking about some weird hippie shit like sunning your anus for an hour a day. We're talking about our sponsor, Fume. And they look at the problem in a different way. Not everything in a bad habit is wrong, so instead of a drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habits? Fume is an innovative, award-nominated device that does just that. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses all natural, delicious flavors. And believe me, it is just that. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. Fume good. Very good Fume. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habits easy. Your fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do, which is helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your habit. The good people at Fume were nice enough to send me their product. And I gotta say, it's nice. It tastes nice. The feel of it, it's sleek. It's, it's, it's nice. Highly suggest. It's very nice. Stopping is something we all put off because it's hard, but switching to Fume is easy, enjoyable, and even fun. Fume has served over 100,000 customers and has thousands of success stories. And there's no reason that that can't be you. Join Fume in accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits by picking up the journey pack today. Head to tryfume.com and use code JREE to save 10% when you get the journey pack today. That's tryfume.com and use code JREE to save an additional 10% off your order today. Thank you so much to the good people at Fume for sponsoring this episode. We're back. Thank you so much to our sponsors. There will be links in the descriptions. Be sure to go and check them out. Kamar, name and a number. 2056. Abracadabra, David Blaine. Do you guys like spaghetti? You probably don't like spaghetti. I like spaghetti. What? See how that doesn't work, Kamar? Nope. <laughs> uh, yeah, David Blaine has returned. Last time we saw him, he was uh, barking on frog. the uh, up. No, on screen, yeah, that he did that in the studio. But he was going to fly with the balloons. 
<laughs> Simon said when he saw him do it, by God, he did it. <laughs> Unfortunately, he did not sail on the sunset. He's back with a National Geographic special, which you can't talk about, except he's kissing cobras. Last time, he jabbed a fucking thing through his arm. Yeah. He regurgitated frogs. Yeah. He swallowed nails. Yeah. This time, he talked about his fucking food regime. Yeah, that's what happened. And as Joe said, this was the most boring podcast ever. Joe his said words. that? His words, his words. Oh, this podcast was terrible. When did Joe say that? Um, when uh, Joe was constantly trying to look at the mark cards to figure out what it was. And Jamie figured oh, out. Right. I figured yeah. out in real time, too, that it was a magic eye. That's what I thought it was, too. You just let your eyes go. Some people can do it. Some Can you do a magic eye? Yeah. I wish I could have recorded myself saying that. And I, could time I don't want to toot my own horn, but I'm really good at magic seeing eyes. magic eyes. Yeah. yeah. It, if it takes like a, a normal person like 10 seconds, I'm there in five. Wow. Because yeah. you could tell when he was holding up the cards, it took David Blaine a second to put his magic eye on and call the card. But he did. I think David Blaine wants to be um, spoken of as Houdini. Yeah. And yet I bet if you asked like nine out of 10 people on the street, what has David Blaine done? Like, you know, he's a magician, but what has he done? You'll have no idea. Ask me, Matt. But what about Harry Houdini? Most people wouldn't know what he's done either. But his name is still just living Synonymous with escape artist. Yeah. But he's he's the Gretzky of magic. The Jordan of magic. I think he'd like to be. Yeah, he wants yeah. he wants yeah. that that moniker. Anywho, my point is he's frozen himself in ice and nobody knows about it. Well, because I don't think I think most of us are like that's not like a ta da. Like <laughs> it's it's a slow burn, and he I think uh, he has to die doing one of these things to achieve yes, that. that or letting people punch him in the stomach. And now that he's um, has a daughter. I don't think that. Well, that's hey, how Houdini died. Are you listening that's to how, me? Hey, piss jug. That's how he died. Well, I was thinking um, he got excited about how uh, Francis is the hardest punch in the world. Yeah. <laughs> he thinks in his head, maybe I should bring him out. He punches me at the end of every show because he just does. And then I just barf up a thousand frogs. That or would be cool, be and that would be great. If he has Francis punch him in the stomach and then he perfumes like, up a thousand that fronts, it hurts. Yeah, That's incredible. But his whole thing is wanting to... Um, not even fucking present. His whole thing is wanting to do something no one else has done sort of before. I think it'd be hilarious if he comes back six months later with the UFC championship just to vote like to fight him. And does it. Ta-da. Because everything is a trick no matter what he does. I mean, I've... He's a magician and I'm the one who's figured out. You just combine two of the tricks. Like as soon as you start running out of tricks, you just freeze yourself in a block of ice and then attach the balloons to it. You know what I'm saying? No, before you go in the block of ice, you're like, little girl, think of a card. Then you get frozen in the block <laughs> yeah. of ice. Then the you card come, like that. Yeah. I love, dude, that's what I'm talking Three about. Of that's like Job shit. Ta-da. Yeah, exactly. Um, wakes up in the hospital was it, was, was dude it, that scene in um, Arrested, Arrested Development. Development is so fucking funny that's what made me love that show after that fucking moment one of my favorite Job jo- yeah where he wakes up in the hospital bed and goes where am I oh you're in the hospital Job ta-da one of my favorite Job scenes ever <laughs> is when he's CEO of the company 
And there's like they're having a company meeting, uh, and he goes to do the pennies from heaven thing, and he throws up all the pennies, and then he points at one of the guys in the meeting, and a penny shoots out of his <laughs> sleeve, and it, and it hits the guy right in the glasses and breaks his glasses, and Job just so under his breath goes bullseye, <laughs> fucking incredible. As if the guy in the ten thousand yeah. dollars suit is gonna hold the elevator door for you. It's um, an illusion, Michael. The a trick last- is something a whore does for cash. <laughs> Uh, or coke the last time david blaine was on one of you guys had the video of the guy making fun of him i did yeah like is this your (laughs) and that was his peak i I think yeah getting black guys to run away from him on the street or like going to harrison ford's house and having harrison ford tell him to get the hell out of my house and and that prompted uh your chris angels have you seen the new guy he does it with like all the young influencer dudes no and it'll be like, okay, uh, think of your pass number for your phone. Oh, I've seen that guy. Yeah. And then he's like, uh, he's nuts. And then he's like, okay, I, I got it. As long as the last two numbers are nine, nine. And then it opens the phone. And you're just like, holy fuck. So he's learning that from the way your like body is standing. Who even knows? Do you like, think it's magic? No, I don't think anything these... It's all trickery. Ask me again, though. Do I believe in magic? 100%. There are people out there who can do real magic. None of these guys who are doing it on television are doing real magic. A real magician probably wants you to not know that he can do magic. It's funny because I used to play at this card game that was definitely not on the up and up. And like I think back to it now and I'm like, Definitely, there was fucking cheats there. hundred percent. Are you talking about the the river? Oh, there was a bunch of different ones, but yeah, like a hundred percent. Not only that, Matt, but most of those places had guys running game yeah, on you, yeah. multiple yeah, yeah, people, course, yeah. right? Pretending that they were enemies, and really they're meeting in the parking lot and splitting yeah, yeah. your money. Yeah. Do you think this National Geographic special is going to move the needle? No, David Blaine. I think his time has come and gone. Whoa, come on, guys. He's kissing cobras. I mean, if that's not impressive, what is? Is that that impressive? No, no it's the fucking pe- stupidest thing I've ever heard. Listen, you can't lock yourself in a brick of ice for like 27 days and then go to kissing cobras. It's true. We got to keep moving up yeah. in uh, in complexity here. It's you true. Know? It's interesting. Put the that- snake up your ass. Yeah, um, I want to see him like strap himself to one of Elon's rockets and see go. if he can get through the Van Allen belt or something. That would impress me. I'm here past <laughs> the Van Allen belt. He's, a, <laughs> he's afraid of surgery because he knows that's when he does not have control. Okay. The, yeah, what a fucking asshole, eh? He'll do all these other things but not get surgery. It's like when Alex Hanhold tells you, like, you know, that's where I feel the most at ease is up in a rock. Shut the fuck up. It is not. You feel way more at ease in your bed on a pillow with zero chance of falling into a crevasse. Yeah. I was thinking about Alex Hanhold the other day. Is he still alive, by the way? Yeah. Because eventually we're going to get a a notification on our phone about him falling from somewhere, right? Like 100%. There's no way he lives his whole life without dying on a mountain. I don't know. Think about Spider-Man, the French guy. That that guy's that's different. I think that's dude. Way he is m- still climbing buildings in cowboy boots. Like the guy's a fucking maniac, and he's old. No ropes. No no nothing. ropes. Just well, a then fucking he's bag gonna of die chalk. too, Matt. Yeah, but I think people have been like you have been saying that for a long time, and this guy just keeps. I don't know. Some people I think Simon. I'm not saying I'm not saying people don't. They're just. I don't know. 
Some people are built different. I agree. I'm not him. He's 1,000% built different. He's a sperm whale, Matt. He's not afraid to dive no, to the bottom of the ocean. He's going after the octopi. My yes. point is, if you're a sperm whale and you're diving to the bottom of the ocean and there are megalodons, eventually you're going to get snatched up. I guess. So he's on the clock. Ham For hold. death, 100%. <laughs> David ham, Blaine? No, Ham holds well, on the clock. David Blaine, I think, now has... Uh, He's worried about his own mortality, which is probably a good thing for him. I wonder if he'll do a show at the Sphere. Well, he has a daughter now. I really think, like, you know how he said he only does, like, one or two big yeah. shows a year? Yeah. Well, no, like, he said this new show at the Win is, like, he said he's doing a couple shows a week, um, but that he's not going to do it for very long. I guess he, he mentioned that it was like strenuous on his body or something. He, he wouldn't get into Joe details. I love how Joe, people tell Joe, oh, you got to come and see this. Oh, I got a pretty big uh, pack schedule that would really eat into my archery practice. Like, yeah. Shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> uh, David Blaine's net worth? Ooh, 15 million. I was going to say 20. No, it's got to be more than that. He's got to be worth like... Uh, let me say a hundred and ten million. The internet says he's worth forty million, which means to me, eighty. He doesn't have to consume a gallon of water. That's <laughs> <laughs> one of his acts that he says is horrible. What's also crazy to me is like all the stuff he was talking about. I was just like, what a nightmare it must be to be a magician. Like when I leave the house, I'm like, fuck, my keys got to go back in. Like, it'd be a nightmare to be like, oh my special contact lens so in case i have to do a card trick or like a frog yeah or, like i fell asleep on the couch last night and i can't remember if i puked up all the frogs yeah that may be problematic you definitely know? do you remember david copperfield of course that was our first magician yeah he made the empire staple or no the statue of liberty disappear on tv on television yeah, yeah real hard <laughs> <laughs> they just pan away there's smoke yeah, and it, we were. <laughs> oh so, my god! There's just like a tiny little line, and then it clips yeah. to another thing. We were so gullible like that it's like, oh, it seems to be there the next day. <laughs> I saw a clip today of um, it was the guy from Twenty Below or whatever that Alaska show is that Joe had the the guy on yeah. the one of the winners or whatever, and he was talking about how he'll never eat bear. Mm-hmm. Because he's seen the the uh, worms that live in them, is, yeah. but that it wasn't the worms you really had to worry about. It was the eggs that the worms come from. Because as you're like even touching the bear, they're transferring to you, Gross. and because they want to live inside a bear, when they get into you, they don't know what to do. Like in a bear, they know to go to like the fatty deposits or wherever they want to live. In us, they st- they start going into places they don't belong, like spinal columns and eyeballs. Like, so fucking disgusting. You hate that. Oh, I hate that. Again, if I looked in my eyeball and there was a worm, well, I'm for sure ripping that eyeball out of my head. Whether I oh, yeah. off myself right yeah. in the bathroom at that point is subjective. Like, do I have the gun with me? No. How long would it take to hang myself from the, you know? Yeah. Um, his first trick was swallowing thread and having Joe pull it out of him, which he said he'd sh- tell him how he did it, but he didn't. It was, My favorite was how disinterested Joe seemed. Like, really, we're just right off the jump. I'm getting out of the seat. I'm going to come over there. Well, come on. Out of all the things you can do to impress Joe Rogan, you're going to pull a p- piece of hair out of your mouth? A thread. Hair. Same difference. It might as well be a piece of hair. Um, I think the the whole thing is your magician tricks or whatever. You have to be in control of everything at all times. 
to keep your tricks going. I don't know about that. Well, he said, I'll tell you, but I'll, say, I'll explain that. I'll explain later. Not right now. Like there was. Well, because he's a magician and you can't give away your tricks in front of six million people or whoever the fuck listens to Joe Rogan. He just sticks a bunch of threads in his body and then he's ready to go for the day. Like he said, can't forget your keys. Um, they brought up the guy. They showed him with the swords. He was just shoving swords in him. And eventually they got an organ. No one remember that guy. The the bar is set high. It's just not a legacy move being a magician. Well, like a sword swallowing. That's a perfect example of, to Kamara's point. These guys are swallowing swords. That's incredible. You know who cares? Nobody. No yeah. Like. Yeah. If you were like, who's the most famous sword swallower of all time? I don't have an answer for you. You have no, nobody. Nope. No, I'll do you even better, Matt. Name me any sword yeah, swallower. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, the same thing, you know what, in their defense, the same thing could be said about like, you could probably only name me one famous architect, but a lot of architects make Frank Lloyd, right? No, I that's could it. name yeah. you a couple. But you're, yeah, you, he could only name the one I could. But yeah. that's the one we named. Yeah, Frank, and, <laughs> Frank and, Lloyd and, Wright. And, uh, yeah. to, to Dave's credit, he's who I'd say. And Frank Lloyd Wright never shoved like a brick down his throat, pussy. <laughs> Take a slide rule and shove it up his ass or something. David Blaine's like, actually, I've done that Frank twice. Lloyd Wright <laughs> invented the frog swallow. That's how he got a lot of his contracts. Like, just shove a slide rule up my ass. That sounds like my next Vegas trip. Do you think um, the fight between uh, Tyson and Francis will go down in history? It was one of the greatest upsets. Of, I mean, that's what Joe sort of said. No, it goes well, down it in history as nothing. What he do you mean the upset? didn't upset anybody. Tyson Fury was the a huge favorite going into the fight, and he won. But he bear, he bear. And Do you mean debate, like a debatably. controversy of all time in boxing? Come well, on, no one remembers barely. You just look at the oh, he won. Yeah, I I agree with you guys. I believe Joe was misrepresenting the impact of that fight. Uh, Twentieth round will be seen. I still would think um, as they brought up when Buster Douglas beat Joe uh, Mike Tyson. You probably don't remember it, but it, it was like it was like a paradigm shift. Like that was a huge upset. What, what is going on with the universe? The Mike Tyson lost his guy. I've never heard. My before. dad um, knew that happened. Yeah, more historical. Nobody knows who the fuck um, Francis Naganu is, and like Chael was saying, nobody saw this fight. It didn't do well. It just got. Pushed up by the Saudi. Well, hold on. I think if sport washing. I, wait, I think if Francis ends up being the heavyweight champ, the fight will be remembered. If he stays in boxing, you mean? Yeah. Like that's, why wouldn't it? Right. Like if you, it has to be remembered in the sense that if he gets the belt and maintains it and becomes hugely successful, it has the potential. Then, then you would look back and go, "Oh yeah, well, his first fight was Tyson Fury in Abu Dhabi, and he like knocked him down." You know what I mean? Like you would say, yeah, he lost that fight, but a lot of people regarded it. I think in that case, we might remember it. But right now, it doesn't really move the needle. The same way, like, do you know who Mike Tyson beat in his first fight? Probably not, no, right? No, but you know who Mike Tyson is. I, I get it. But my point is, if if Nganu goes on a crazy run yeah, and becomes the sure. heavyweight champ and defends it a bunch, then you'll know who Nganu is. His name will ring out. Sure. And the, sorry, and the fact that he was a UFC champ and moved over, you know. This has a... a- uh, potential to go down in history. Yeah. They were talking about how Mike Tyson would just walk out with a towel. Yeah. And like everyone with their um, house coats or uh, what do you, whatever you call them. But the one thing he also pointed out is the music that Mike Tyson would play. I don't even remember. It just sounded like chains 
in a torture chamber. It wasn't it wasn't a song or something. It just sounded very menacing. And um, yeah, there's still nothing like Mike Tyson. Mike's like, I want horror music, something scary. Uh, it was weird when Joe started talking about uh, Cold Plunge and Sauna and David Blaine went, yeah, that is amazing. I went over to someone's house. He was sort of dropping names about how the eggs in Paris are good, but I don't know why he doesn't have it. Yeah, forty million dollars. I think he could probably afford a fucking uh, cold plunge. Joe would just every episode too was like, "I got my friends working out; they're doing the cold plunge." He said he told that same story in every episode this week. I got my friends using the float tank. Yeah, it's just another flash in the pan. Did you guys ever have a foray into music? (laughs) I mean, into magic? No. Do you remember Bill and Bill's joke shop? I did some magic. There was a, a place called Bill's Joke Shop. It was like the best. Block down from Bar- uh, Barrymore's or Babylon. And they would have, you know, whoopee cushions and stuff, but they'd also have Fake magic shit. tricks. And I used to steal a ton amazing. of shit from the It store. Like that bombs. Sort of, yeah. This was like better than the It store. No, I get it, but I'm saying the It store it had really some of that amazing. stuff. was amazing. Bill's Joke Shop was amazing. It could never exist now because nobody gives a shit about fake yep. shit. Yeah. Uh, David believes he can stop fights with card tricks. He said he walked up to two guys who were about to fight. It was like, <laughs> pick a card, any card. It sounds like fucking Elon. And they, talk about making yourself a mark, too. They, if, if, so I, if me and you see David Blaine, Kamar, we're going to start fighting. He's going to come over and pull out some trick, and we're going to fucking dummy him on the spot and take everything he's got. I think you should start uh, going over to Ukraine with some card tricks, and then once he's <laughs> deflated that, he could go to Gaza. I'm here on the Gaza Strip. Excuse me, young boy. Excuse me. Why can't he just make it all disappear? Sir, do you have food? Pick a card. Um, he said to, if there's anyone listening who's getting into magic, is to practice on your parents, not your friends, because you'll get more of a positive feedback. Yeah. With your friends will just try. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but every time he did tricks, Jamie was trying to... Jamie had an extra camera just on his hands. I think Jamie might be an amateur magician. Uh, no, he, Joe said it. He's got a bit of the tism. And Jamie was like, it's on a spectrum. An amateur magician and a professional nerd. Yes, yes, we believe that is a good description of Jamie. Early books were on how to spot a witch. Makes sense. They've talked about this before. Okay. Um, card sheets are the best magicians. It was interesting when he said it. I never thought of it. But yeah, you just practice like two or three. I went and watched that. He said Andrew Frost. That guy's it nuts. is actually crazy. Like You can see they do something. They'll break down some like you'll split two cards off the bottom and just hold those there. And once you do that a thousand times, you can make it look like. like have it. you ever seen somebody deal off the bottom of the deck? Yeah, it looks flawless. You ever seen that blind guy who's like a sleight of hand expert? Or these guys will do all this dealing and they'll do they'll have changed not one card. Yeah, there's a guy on well, Instagram who, who cycle through the people whole thing. will write in, they'll be like fresh deck, uh double cut, shuffled, two like four aces on top. And the guy just looking at the camera, boom, 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 done. I saw a thing the other day. Now this wasn't ex- how it went, but it was like uh the guy folded up a card, whatever, put it in his mouth. And then that card comes out of somebody else's pocket and it's 
the one written. Like, I don't get that. There's not enough time for them to do any. Like, the people are way over here. Or if it's yeah, in I don't even. Orange, you have to have 500 oranges. Like, are yeah. those. With all the names, with the markings yeah. on them, so you can pull it out. Are those set up somehow? I've always wondered that. Like, Nate, I told you, when I saw Nate Bargatze in Vegas, his dad opened for him, and his dad's a magician, like, does like comedy magic. Yeah. And he did this trick where a woman came out of the audience. Now, again, this is where it could be set up, but it seemed legit. A woman came out of the audience, came up on stage. He spoke to her for a bit. She ended up taking her wedding ring off, giving it to him. He like throws it away. Like you see him throw it away. And then this gumball machine that's been sitting on the fucking stage the whole time at the end of the show, he, he gets her to put a quarter in. She twists it and like one of those eggs pops out of it. And she opens it, and her wedding so ring is. That's in. that has to be. Well, that's what I'm she saying. Comes right? from like, the that's crowd. Gotta be set it's up. already in the gumball machine, and that's the illusion. Like, I that's guess the joke in quotation mark air quotes. I guess I don't know. Have you ever come across a street mu- magician? No, <laughs> no. You've never been in a. Foreign- you have. You've just been rolling down the street and run across David Blaine. No, I remember it, was, it wasn't David Blaine, but it was a bar in Mexico, and this guy uh, took someone's ring. And it ended up in a wallet, like it, it yeah, happened. in his wallet. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But took the ring and the finger yeah. in but front I'm of gosh. us, and it's sort of amazing. You sort of tip them or whatever. But in that moment, <laughs> As they steal your wallet. In that moment, you realize: Am I being entertained or am I being set up? Yeah, because it's the craziest profession to get into. I believe. I mean, pickpocketing. Mm, I don't know about that. Pool, pool is crazier. Pool? Why pool? To make a living as a street magician. Like, uh, I mean, that's just a performer, though. That's like saying you're you're. They're a busker. Yeah, like I know you're looking at it as a specific, but to me, it's it is busking. Yeah, whether you're juggling uh, any sort of perform, like if you if you in the summer got a a permit and you went just on the street and did comedy and you were making like I have a buddy in Vancouver, Byron Bertram. Um, he had a busker pass and he had a whole one hour routine where he did comedy, but he did it in a straight jacket. And at the end of it, he got out of the straight jacket. Dude, he made like 500 bucks a day just doing that. Down but the- busking, not doing comedy. Well, I mean, again, it really was, Simon, him doing comedy in a straight jacket. And then the whole bit at the end is he gets out of the straight jacket. But it really is just comedy the whole time. My point, though, is that's the same to me as... So if your kid says they want to be a magician, be supportive. <laughs> <laughs> a future. I guess what we're saying... Um, the the funny story is he's talking about Rod the Hop. Who, I, I laughed so hard. Yeah. I laughed too. Who got busted rigging slot machines? Dude, it's so funny. And Dave's laughed the whole time because I think he died in yeah, jail, yeah. so it wasn't that great a magician. He couldn't get up from behind bars. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, I just thought David was a little coy. How so? Uh, like he uh, he said he, uh, he uh, a trick he could do. Yeah. He said, oh no, I'll do it in a bit. And Joe's like, why, yeah, what are you doing why not, here? Why not just <laughs> do that? Like, what are you waiting for? Like, he kept putting stuff off, and I believe Bijan. he has to do that. Maybe to create the timing to set up the trick. Did he just get in? It might have been. Shut the fuck up! No, no, it was Tyler fuck! Algeria. Sorry, Simon. Um. <laughs> So flag on the play. Who cares? Simon, no, there's hope because if it's not a touchdown, or they'll call it back yeah. and then they'll throw it to and somebody then, else. And then hopefully your boy gets it. Sorry, Kamar. I'm so sorry. No, it's all right. Um, I will, as I wanted to order a double pineapple and double <laughs> anchovy. anchovy pizza, 
Right now, I wanted to be playing with a deck of cards just to piss off Simon. Um, yeah, and it really falls apart when he pulls out the cards that he can read. Yeah, because all of a sudden it's like, oh, so you don't even, you just read the card. As that thing that happens to individuals, they, they, Joe is curious and just got locked in on the, the cards. And at this point, he says, this is... No, that's a big problem, though. You're this making your own cards. Yeah, where you know what that they are. That means yeah. you're so using no magic. cards that <laughs> yeah, are marked. No magic, zero. And he said, oh, well, I don't always use them. No, you always yeah. use you them. You came with five packs of them. You said you had two more in the car. But what was cool was the idea to mark the cards, give them to the um, bodegas in New York yeah. City, then demand that the game use yeah. fresh cards. They go out to the fucking card place they buy your marked cards and bada bing, bada boom. Robert's your mother's brother, yeah. So it's just some sort of, um, we admire the trickery. Well, the Phil Ivey thing is the most egregious decision in court history, potentially. He never should have lost that. Well, I think there are probably bigger ones, like yeah, the guys who right. are yeah, locked yeah, in jail yeah, for a long time. But as far as gambling goes... How about civil? Like for, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. That, I think, might be an interesting guest. On Joe well, Ivy would be incredible. But what Joe, poker players has he had on? Did he have Nugranu on? No, he had Ike Haxton. Oh, yeah. You know who had Nugranu? Lex. Lex. Yeah. Actually, I was going to say someone who's worked in Las Vegas spotting cheats. That'd be a good guest, yeah. That's, that's have you seen thinking. that guy? He's all over fucking like, uh, YouTube all the time. He's like a, he looks like a greasy dude. He's got like face tattoos. Oh, Mickey? Yeah. He's like oh, been banned boy from Mickey, every yeah. uh, casino yeah. in Vegas, yeah. card counter. Yeah, there's something about him that we don't like. I don't mind Mickey. Oh. What do you think about the guy? He's a clown. He's got like a funny mustache and his face is all tattooed like a clown. Do you know who I'm talking about? No. And he's like a, maybe he's a barber to the stars or something. But he's a YouTuber? Yeah, man. You don't know who I'm talking about? I don't about? think highly of him. But I'm, I'm, I'm sure my uh, and he's constantly talking about like being at like uh, satanic parties with. No, you don't know who I'm talking about. No, I have no idea. I'll show him to you. Please do. Come on, are you gonna go? Who on? is your number one magician? Oh my god, I don't have one. Who's my number one magician? I couldn't name David Blaine. David Blaine, sure. So, so he's achieved what he needed to do. Yes, I, I, I. I <laughs> I just wonder, like, he, his show is so great. I wonder if he would be. This guy? You don't know him? No, I do not know him. Definitely not. You know, I, know I, I do either? not approve. I do not approve. That guy looks like a fucking <clears throat> maniac. Yeah, he's definitely a maniac. But I just wonder if his show is that entertaining. Would you rather see David Blaine or Chris Angel? I would rather see... Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't pay for either of those shows. David Copperfield. You don't have to pay. David You're Copperfield or Chris Angel? Well, I'm, Definitely I'm, Chris Angel. Well, I think David Copperfield is probably a really boring show. No, he said David year. Blaine or Chris Angel. Oh, that was the original one. And the or and then we have a side Penn and Teller. I would want to see Penn and Teller. I think. Um, yeah, I think Simon's right. Penn and David Teller. Blaine would be the best one to see, but it depends what tricks he was doing. I don't want to see him sitting in a block of ice. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or hanging in a. No, I have cube no interest. On the, Chris Angel is the corniest of them Bridge. all. He was hilarious just because of how, like... Mind freak. Whatever that uh, comedy... I don't know what it was where they parodied him. It's hilarious, dude. But there's no other... Some th show. 
there's no other um, magicians in the conversation. No, I'd say like you name them all, I guess. I can't think of anyone else. I just think, again, David Blaine, these guys are sort of a victim of the internet. A victim? He's worth $40 million. No, but one entertainment, it's so all these easy things is just... to find out how tricks work. Like, uh, who used to make themselves levitate? Was that David Blaine or Chris Angel? David Blaine. David Blaine did that. Like, he wasn't making himself levitate. Yes, we are aware. I'm not positive how he was doing it, but I'm sure you could find out on the internet. He's learned to figure out. I watched one video while I was watching this. Uh, another magician was saying that what David Blaine does uh, to set him apart from everyone is the physical stunts. Yeah, the stuff we don't yeah. care Everyone else just wants to do cards. What is interesting, so hopefully this Natural Geographic show, he only mentioned <clears throat> the uh, kissing the cobras, but that's like uh, the yogi or whoever would train to kiss the cobra. He's going to learn that skill. Yeah. There were yogis out there that would <laughs> train. This is for real, okay? They would train their butt muscles so much that they would be able to tense their butt muscles and it would propel them into the air. So it would give the illusion of floating. So like if he's going to learn how to like tense his butt to fly, I'm all for it, you know? Yeah, I mean, the, I think the one thing, anyone who devotes the amount of time that these guys have to, to do these tricks, to remain in secrecy, like it's just detrimental to your personality. It's funny though, where it's it's like it's not secrecy because they have to pass it on to someone. Like David Blaine learned from someone, he learned some tricks from someone, right? So it's yeah, like they all as have, much as it's uh, secret, they all like it's like I gotta I gotta have one guy I pass this on did, to. Did you ever see the movie Death to Smoochie? Yes, but I don't remember it. I don't remember it either. It was with That's not um, the movie game. Thank God. No, it was with uh, Edward Norton. Yeah, I just imagine for David Blaine, he is almost always on, and if you are around him. You have to see a trick every day. There's no period you go where he's just normal David Blaine. I think that might be detrimental. Um, you point out that uh, backing helps when you're gambling, which is a very obvious statement. If you lose $60,000, we have another $60,000 to double down. Yeah, so obvious that I wonder why you even mention it. Because uh, It's not so much backing. It's do you have unlimited bankroll? They were just talking about how uh, Dana is a good gambler. But it's it's easy to it's easy to lose 160 grand when you have four billion dollars. <laughs> That's like one of us going to the casino and losing 40 bucks. It doesn't. And then he begged Joe to come see the show, and I feel like it wasn't Too that thirsty. it Too wasn't thirsty. that important to Joe. Yeah, Joe was not going. I think his 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 biggest moment was hanging from the the balloons. Didn't care about that. Don't or care he about dies this. on stage, dies doing some sort of stunt, which I don't want him to do because he's a daughter. And I feel like I'm putting David Blaine maybe in the Steve-O category. What category is that? You don't have to do this anymore. Oh, gotcha. Oh, no. Steve-O definitely still has to do it. You think so? Yeah, 100%. I think he made like zero money from Jackass. No, but he has a podcast that's He got successful. totally he fucked. Has a to- I don't know. But I, I think his stories alone, like uh, wrestlers make a deal of it, going to comedy clubs, doing their stories, a little bit of comedy oh, I'm stuff. Oh, sa- I see what you're saying. Yes, he doesn't have to put his body the through. The personal endangerment. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm with you. David Blaine no longer has to do any trick that causes him discomfort. Yeah. And I guess his trip to Africa or around the world to do all these interesting stunts, as we call them, he survived. But this was a horrible podcast. Do not get it twisted. Awful. Terrible. Uh, For those of you listening, I'm pulling, like, it was just all visual. And he. No, even if you watched it, didn't know why he was there. Unless it was just for the National Geographic. I give it a one. I give it a two. It's almost like he was supposed to be on to have a debate with another magician or something, and that magician couldn't show show up. up Or he made him disappear right before the show started. All right. Finally, I think... No, we're done with him, right? Joe's, yeah. Totally? We were going to rate it? We rated it. Oh, we rated it. Did we? I gave it a two. I didn't rate it. Don't rate it. Don't rate it. Just leave it like the (laughs) episode you never saw. I'll I'll give it a 1.5. 1.5, I give it two. Adds up. Matt doesn't rate it. 2057, Dale Brisby. Good old Dale Brisby. Have you ever watched this show? No. Well, not till this podcast. I watched it by accident one time. Like I didn't know what it was. The algorithm found you? Uh, no, it's on one of our networks there, like Crave or one oh. of those, you know what I mean? And I Netflix. was going through one day and saw that it was like a university for bull riders. I was like, oh, that sounds like it could be fun. And then it was. You didn't find him funny? I mean, I didn't find him funny. I did not like the sunglasses. I'm sure you love the sunglasses. Uh, was he wearing sunglasses? He wore some real mirrored sunglasses. Now, later on, we find out that's his shtick. It's funny because I looked at this guy and I was like, this guy's everything I want and know I can't be. Really? <laughs> yeah, just good looking, cool, real man. I like how he gave Joe the hat. Yeah. Clearly didn't fit. And Joe still tried to wedge his giant. I, I no, thought it no. fit. He needed a size bigger for sure. He gifted a Joe it's belt to be and a tight, hat. Whatever. But yes, the hat did not fit. He <laughs> wore was, it for the whole fucking thing. That was even in his notes. <laughs> he wore it for the, the whole hat show. Did not he did. Fit. I, I, I know. I, I, he, thought, I thought it looked good. It did. It's sitting like way too high up on his head. What Dale said is when you're when you're about to go on the bull or you're in the middle of a storm, you've got to be able to pull it down so it crunches your ear. Crunches your ear. That was not coming. Joe, to Joe. couldn't touch. Yeah, his Joe ears. had an advantage. He was like, I don't have to crunch my already crunched fucking UFC ears. I can just put this thing on my bulbous head, and it's not going nowhere. Also, Joe's not getting on a horse. It's not buckling down. No, but I mean, Tony doesn't <laughs> ride a horse either, and he wears a cowboy hat. Yeah, but he swims in his. But I think this podcast would have been so much better two years ago. See, the height of um, Yellowstone? Height yeah. Of, height of COVID? Uh, no, more of height of <laughs> cowboy love. Okay. I get what you're saying, yeah. It's just, it's an interesting thing. We all want to be a cowboy because I think it's a survivalist. <sighs> I don't, it's funny. I don't. I I don't know that that's how I look at cowboys. Not to be. I'm not trying to be de- like rude. Self resourceful. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I just. I I think that. I don't know. They're. I don't know how I look at cowboys. It's interesting. None of the work they do seems like work I would want to do. Yeah, like up at six a.m., up at five a.m., up at four a.m., tending to the fucking herd. I think the thing is jerking a, off fucking steers and shit. The symbiotic know? relationship between the cowboy and the horse. Mm-hmm. That's, that seems even more than uh, a man and his dog. Just out of curiosity, have you ever ridden a horse before? Are you like a proficient horseback rider? I cannot ride a horse. I have ridden a horse before. I've ridden a horse before, yeah. And I've tried horse. to bareback a horse once, too. 
I mean, I don't even know what to say to that. And as Dale over. said, they do not want you to ride them. Yeah, no shit. How <laughs> did you, what do you mean you tried? Uh, we were at some ranch in, uh, in BC and there was, there was, they had horses. And you were just like, oh, I'm just going to go jump on one of those. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, cool. You should. But how, like, you, you get it. How, how would you possibly have gotten up there? You can't jump onto a horse. We, our, our method was climb on the fence when the horse is standing beside it and just sort of oh my God, sneak on. an idiot. Yeah, that seems You're wild. lucky you didn't kill yourself. I was in my 20s for sure. And you would think that you just might have what it takes no. to break that horse. I wouldn't the man think from that. Snowy River. No. Oh, The Man from Snowy River. That was one of my favorite movies. Probably too uh, young for you. It was all about just riding down that hill. Did you ever watch it? No, but I don't like your <laughs> fucking attitude, okay? You're too young. Whatever, fuck. Uh, um, t- they talked about Texas history, which we all learned through Empire of the Summer Moon. The violence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we definitely did all learn that, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought it was strange that Dale wants to slow down progress. As we all do, we all agree. We'd like this it's part of getting old. Every Matt pause. Doesn't, Matt doesn't want it. He no, I just don't. Bridal progress. I just don't fucking care. Do not care. But would be happy if everything just stopped now. No, I mean, he is, wouldn't is, be happy. He. You like the newest thing. The newest thing. Technology. So do you, shitbag. <laughs> like what a fucking what a dipshit this guy is. Yeah, I would. But no, be but happy. You, you you claim to want to. <laughs> yeah. Put you, t- you love I rail, shit too. I rail against uh, the yeah. internet. But I, like you living in a TikTokless world, how does that work? Well, it's interesting. I forgot to mention that because you ran out of time with Tim Candy. But how the Chinese TikTok is like, be strong, work out, eat healthy. Be and the American TikTok is. Yeah, be a piece of shit. Dance, 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 dance monkeys. Revolution. Yeah. Dance, monkeys. But he's a cowboy that <laughs> wants to slow down progress. But he's he made his his real mark on the world on YouTube. Uh, yeah, uh, with progress. So he's got a foot in both worlds. He says, "I'm a real cowboy, so I shouldn't know about AI." But he knows all about the algorithm. He's really on the line. I was watching this YouTube video the other day. Adobe made where they were interviewing this uh, YouTuber and they were like what's like the secret for you and she was like my secret is don't just make videos for the algorithm whenever like once every 10 videos should be a video you really want to make and I was like that is so fucking gross I was like what kind of world do we live in what kind of fucking world do we live in Brandon Powell I have him on no cards nobody in the world has him on a card it must be intoxicating, though, to know you're manipulating the algorithm and it works. I mean, listen, having these kids that are like right now, right now using AI, this is you can create a YouTube channel that will bring in, I'm not saying a ton of money, but like three grand a month. And you don't have to do jack shit. Now, if you had 10 of those, like, yeah, I imagine having an intimate, an infinite money printer would that, feel well, fucking that, great, Kamar. Yeah. Like- like Agreed. half of the videos, like any video you see on YouTube where it has a weird voiceover, that's just someone got AI to create a video. They use ChatGPT to make a script. Then they put that script into this thing that gave them an AI voiceover. And then they used AI to create B-roll video of whatever they want to show you. So like you might have watched a video on the pyramids that was just totally made by AI. Oh, well, I'm sure. They yeah, should and say, I don't mean it as like... They a, should say... More than one. <laughs> <laughs> this, this has been brought to you by AI. Yeah, I feel like it's, I mean, yeah. I mean, 
this is the thing. Right now, we're still in the infancy where if you're looking for it, you know, almost certainly. But in five years, you will have no fucking idea. Oh, Jesus. Dude, they have AI right now. This is insane. It sounds I'm, a little robotic, the voice. They have AI right now. I'm surprised Mr. Beast doesn't use this. I could record a YouTube video right now, and then you feed it into this AI, and it will put it in any language. Not just put it in any language. The AI changes your mouth to make it look like you're speaking in that language. So, like... I could be Italy's biggest YouTube star tomorrow. I think Mr. Beast already does that because no, no, no. He just they just dub all theirs in another language. Gotcha. Like they have, they hire professionals to overdub it. But I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying. I mean, that's fucking that's insane that you could be sitting in like a living room in Canada and be the biggest Sri Lankan YouTube star somehow just because I don't know. It's Thank God bananas. we're above it. <laughs> we don't want to get muddled down. Well, the interesting things he said much later on was that um, he's worried about someone trying to take down his online persona. Like in jujitsu, he was worried that someone would be like, oh, I don't like Dale Brigsby. This is my chance to break his arm or something. And I think that's like a thing that all these influencers come to terms with that I'll, I'm going to be successful. I'm going to use the algo to print money, but there's going to be a group of people that hate me. Yeah. And most normal people are like, I could do that, but I don't want to have this group hate me. Imagine being so us, making no money and having people hate you. Even better. Well, the, well no, we, <laughs> there must be a thousand to two thousand people that hate us. I bet there's way more. Exactly. And, and it is bearable. We've managed to get by, but I just avoid it for real success. And then that's why they all have security. Like, and not many of them come out and say, because I guess who would feel bad for a YouTuber says, you know, it's not the easiest life. And I thought he was sort of saying that about his YouTube success. Again, I think it's all about levels. I think if you're a moderately successful YouTuber, it's probably not really worth it. But when you hit the, the, the top echelons, it's always worth it. It's almost like that's selling your soul. But I think it's the same with fame. Like for you to be a B-list celebrity or a C-list celebrity... Like, you're not making enough money to deal with paparazzi or angry fans or this or that. Oh, the more I watch it, I think all those people hire the paparazzi. Probably. I mean, there are certainly people that garner the photography, but... Well, you just wonder why some stars never get seen, you know? I think you can just avoid it. I was thinking about it again today. Can you believe that no one cares about Jamie Foxx? I only thought about because that you see his face on a gambling ad every single day. Why does no one care about him? Well, more he he had a horrible disease. No one talked about it. Now he's well, but he's just out of the spotlight. But he's still he didn't on even know stuff. what he had. Has it ever been said? No. But you want me to worry about him now that he's better? No, I'm not worried about him. I just wonder, like, what, where, what, how it could be selective? People wanted to know. I just watched the movie he was in. Actually, it was a vampire movie called Day Shift. It was horrible, eh? Yeah. But Kamar, don't forget, like Michael B. No, not Michael B. Jordan. Who was it? Who was uh, no Bossman, the guy that played the Black Panther? Like, yeah. he got sick and didn't. T- you know what I mean? He didn't tell anyone he had cancer until it was like so obvious that he was sick. Some people just want to keep it personal, right? Like if you're Jamie Fox. Yeah, but it seems like we live in a society that doesn't care about that. Or you're can be rich enough that you can influence what people know or what people don't know. That's what I was saying. It goes back to what you, like he might've just quietly gone to some hospital where no one was going to bother. You know what I mean? And, or he's a clone. Okay. Okay. 
Well, I just remember when uh, Kevin Hart broke his back in that car accident. Yeah. It was just well, a weird thing, and now he's back to normal. Came back even way bigger and better and stronger than he was before. The one thing I thought about, um, Clump. Money. Dale. Yeah. Is he running sort of Wheel Walker Jr.? Wheel Walker Jr.? Wheeler <laughs> Walker Jr. Who's that? He's been on the podcast. He's a singer, isn't he? He's a country singer, but he sings all funny songs. I don't remember. About getting pussy and getting fucked up. Anyways, he, he seemed very serious, Dale Brisby. Yeah. About cowboying. Yeah. Rodeoing. Yeah. But he was a comedian. Yeah. I like how he had no problem calling himself the goat. And he wanted it. Well, he wanted. The, well, he got the cosign from Joe when Joe said anything goes. But we sorry, to be funny. is he a comedian? He self-proclaimed. No, I know, but I don't think he's like out there doing stand-up. No, he's a YouTube he? comedian. He's he said uh, that. He which like makes the door for, I don't care if you're doing YouTube videos. Yeah. If you're doing Walker, Wheeler. Slideshows, if you're no. doing a podcast, if you're trying to be funny, go for it. There's no like, you have to have a stool and a microphone. And if you're not doing that, then you're not. I don't respect you as a comedian. No, but I think there's a difference between... Though. Doing a stand-up show like you would and doing a reality show and being funny on it and calling yourself a comedian. Is that what he's doing? We believe so. Like, I think if you write sitcoms and you call yourself a comedian, I think that's, you're not, I don't know, that just seems dishonest. You're a writer. Yes. The same way, like, I think, I I truly think to me, this is just my opinion, if you say you're a comedian, you do stand up on the regular. Otherwise, you're a comedic actor. Yeah. Right? That's what I would, yeah. Nope. Like I was going to say, if you, yeah. Like example. Like um, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill is a comedic Seth Rogen. actor. Well, he's more than that. He's just an actor. But He was a comedian though. Yeah, but he no longer Jonah is. Hill was a comedian? No, really? Seth, Seth Rogen. And for like a day. Like Zach Galifianakis, there's an example. Like yeah. he probably still does enough stand-up where I could still say comedian. But actor first. I don't even know if I've ever seen him do stand-up. I've seen him do stand-up. Sasha Baron Cohen is a comedic actor. Comedic yes. actor. Comedic yes. writer. Comedic yeah. writer. Comedic satire guy. I mean, keep in mind, he is so quick on his feet that I believe he would thrive in stand-up. Just based on all the the characters he's done and what I've seen them release. I mean Adam Sandler, comedic actor. But he was a stand-up. He started comedian. as a stand-up. <coughs> Michael Keaton. He's very, well, that's just weird. He's not a, a comedian. But he was. Like, for a second. I still think you have to do it. Like Larry you, David. You have to continue to do it. Yeah. Larry like, if you David. stop, like, Kamar, if you stop doing comedy for five years and you say to me, I used to be a comedian, I go, yeah. If used you say be. to me, I'm a comedian, I'd go, oh, okay. <laughs> like, I'm not a comedian. Wouldn't tell anyone I'm a comedian. It's fine. We but can, it. Okay, you're doing jokes with sound cues and stuff. That's all right. As long as you're doing it on stage. Yeah, I don't care if you, you have you a guitar, if you have a show, Smuckers show, Brothers. Yeah. Slide show, but you're doing, you're doing some sort of show. You have an alone act. Alone on stage. You don't have to be alone. You have an act that you... Well, the Smuckers Brothers, they okay, did comedy. Sure, 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 you sure, know what I mean? Yeah, like a, yeah, 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 yeah. I was going to say ventriloquist, but that's still just you. <laughs> no, no, that's two people. Okay. <laughs> Which do you think is scarier, being thrown off the horse or bull? Or being stomped by the horse or bull. Oh, God. Well, I think thrown off is scarier, but stomped is worse. I think thrown off, you have so many opportunities to break your neck and back. 
and you're watching it all happen. When you get stomped, you don't even know what happens. You just get stomped. Like it's really just it a while for it's, the pain. The thing in. is, is like you get stomped for sure. You're breaking something, but as long as it doesn't get you in the head, you're probably going to recover. Do you expect that the real cowboys don't wear helmets? I mean, I think no. If you're fucking getting thrown off that thing, you're fucked regardless. But it probably would be better to wear a helmet. I, I think it's it's like I don't know. Bull riding is just insane. It is I insane. don't even understand. And why it's so insane would the people do that do it aren't that interesting. What do you mean? Well, this is a guy that did it, and he wasn't funny, and he was sort <laughs> well, of. Well, again, they weren't. They hardly even talked about bull riding. Oh yes, they did. Oh, did they? He talked about uh, being in this shoot, I believe it is, and there's just nothing like it in the world. Being no? in the shoot? He, he was very mm, serious. It is, it is the shoot. He is correct. Yeah, I know. I'm just laughing that Kamar's using these cowboy terms. That's I love it. That's the only one he knows. <laughs> um, Tulsi's white is from shock. Yeah, we found that out when she was on, yeah. Way back when? Yeah. I wonder if it is, or she's trying to pull a Cruel DeVille. Yeah, that's obviously what she's doing. She's like, what hairstyle would be the yeah. most resonating with American voters? The a, Cruella A woman DeVille. who kills puppies. <laughs> yes. She did go Nailed to the it. World Economic Forum. That's uh, true. That's true. That's Have you true. guys seen The Expendables? Uh, you're not going to like it. I haven't, but I'll do it. It's the J-R-E-E movie game. The time has come again. From that and Simon to Rex and brings to It's the movie game where Matt and Simon go head to head, find out what year movie came out, how much it cost to make, and how much made at the box office. This week we're doing The Expendables, which is sort of in that vein that we were talking about before the podcast, of it gets to the point where all these guys are action movie cliches and you can actually put them all in a new movie and resell it to you. And you're like, oh, it's all good getting the band back together. Yeah. I feel like... Maybe Scream started the whole thing. I don't know. Taking the trope of the horror movie and sort of making it campy. Because this, if it was the first time, wouldn't be good. Because we all know them as action heroes. Getting the band back together, we accept it. No? Simon, do you have a year? Starring Sylvester Stallone, Jason Statham, Jet Li, Dolph yeah, Lundgren. I have a year. Eric Roberts, Randy Couture, Steve Austin, David Zayas, Giselle Itty, Karzma Carpenter, Gary Daniels, Terry Crews, Mickey Rourke. 2013. I also said 2013. Release date 2010. Well, wow, way off. That would have been <laughs> Expendables 2. Okay, so. I said it cost $180 million to make. <laughs> And then it made $1.1 billion. What the fuck? Whoa. Okay. I said it cost $98 million to make, and it made four seventy six. dollars Sorry, I thought you were going to knock the park. $80 million to make, hmm. and $274 million That's at the all? box office. Yeah, I knew you were so far off on the... Uh... Hold on. There's nothing crazy about me saying $180 million. It's got special effects. It has 50... A-list actors, 
So there's no reason that you wouldn't think that a big budget blockbuster like this wouldn't cost mucho fucking dinero. Oh, I did think it cost mucho dinero. I think no, ninety is not high for two thousand ten. No, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a like lot. this fucking craft service budget for the Titanic. <laughs> no, no, that's no, crazy. No. And Expendables no, no, Four no. just came out. Okay, what was the box? How much did it cost to make Expendables Four? Probably even less. Probably, than yeah. yeah. They've shot them all at the same time yeah. or something. It's just one hundred million B roll footage. Unreal, yeah. Well, they got Bruce Willis. And they could only office, have one set for ten minutes. Fifty million. God, wow. So this really, the Spendables is done. So as uh, four movies, I wonder how much money it lost. None. Oh, because it's only the last one that would have lost money. Otherwise, they wouldn't have made them again. Yeah, that's true. Good good call. Good call. Hmm. And that return on the first investment was pretty big. They made $150 million off it. Can't, Can't be too bad at that. Yeah, Expendables 3 made $214 million. So Oh, there you go. Started going down, and he just squeezed that and beat off the dead horse. No, that's what you do. You beat off the dead horse. Kind of. I tried to use it uh, last night, and I didn't use it well. It didn't land. Well, you didn't use it well there either. What do I just said? (laughs) I I hate to beat off a dead horse, but this building is beautiful. I got a good laugh, though. So yeah, we would rather get stomped than fall off the. No, I'd rather get bumped than get stomped. And there was a time in your life where you would have, if you could go to rodeo school. No, never in a million. Never in a million years. Not in a million years. No. I mean, I might train to do like um, the roping or something, something that doesn't have any possibility that I get stomped. Like, Kamar, if you'd asked me, would you have gotten into skydiving in your 20s? Like, sure. But there's something about the bulls that just like, I don't know, it's a variable that. I'd skydive a thousand times before I'd. Get on a bull? Yeah, me too. I would also jump out of a plane before I got on a yeah, bull. I 100%. Think. Yeah, 100%. But I don't like the idea of jumping out of a plane, I can tell you that. Well, much. you don't like the idea of getting in the plane to no, begin with. But so exiting the plane via the door. Well, <laughs> He rode his first bull at 12. I mean, I assume that's regular shit when you grow up on a ranch, in though, right? In this area, in the, the cowboy yeah. country. In and this I, area. I don't think it's uh, on the cusp of becoming huge like he does. Listen, I was in Vegas for the rodeo, and it's fucking big. Yeah, those who like it, like it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think it's growing. I actually am going to I prefer the um, Matador. Well, but they kill the bull at the end. And, I eat, prefer, it. and eat it. Okay, well, I don't think though that, that makes it better. I think that's part of it. I mean, bulls bulls getting killed either way, and the bull can kill the matador. Yeah, how often does that happen? That's on the line. That's on the line. And then, do we eat the matador? I believe so. Okay. (laughs) Well, now we're talking. Maybe now we got a sport. Maybe the uh, rodeo should incorporate a running from the bulls. (laughs) They just let the bulls go. In the stadium. All right, gang. Now it's time for everyone to get in the ring. Isn't it crazy when you see the videos of the bulls going up into the stands? Yeah, it's nuts. Nuts. That's when you know you're fucked. When you see a bull jump into the stands at a rodeo. It makes me believe he says it doesn't happen, but I always thought that the rope was tied around the testicles of the animal Mm -hmm. and causing it to be more agitated. I had never heard that once in my whole entire life. That's what you thought, Piss Jug? Yes. 
That's what I thought pissed them off. <laughs> <laughs> the realization that it may stick. He's so disappointed. Uh, yeah. I, I <laughs> just have to keep my life to myself. <laughs> no, it was oh the callousness God. in which you told it to us, buddy. Fucking it's not like you were hilarious. embarrassed in the least. I was. You just dropped I, I, it like I it said, ain't no, no thing. No, I said I was very embarrassed. And that's Did why Matt, like really? Me. Yeah. Listen, I, I was there. I was there. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> Good. It's a bummer, but my buddy has a broken neck. Like, this is the... Are you quoting him now? Yes. Okay. Just, it's like if you get into crime, you're either going to die or um, End up in go jail. to jail. If you get into cowboying or rodeoing, you're either going to die or get a broken... Like, it's... No one walks away. I don't know how he is doing this rodeo thing, having a dislocating shoulder. Because... My- I have dislocating shoulders and just any sort of motion like that would pop it right out. I just think you just keep the one arm like tied up to your body and mm, then you just, right? I, mean, I guess if you're only using one hand. Yeah. Because they, ha- they can only use one hand. hand. What if it's his well, I'm sure he, he has grew up use. doing this shit. I'm sure you just get, I'm, I bet both of this guy's forearms. Yeah. It's just, I would, I, it'd be. Riding the bull southpaw. <laughs> I guess not irresponsible if your kid wants to do it, but like some parents don't want their kid to. Play baseball or play football. No, baseball. I, I think say. if your kid becomes a bull rider, yeah, it probably means that you're probably pretty close to bull riding. Yeah, I don't think there's anyone in like suburban I don't think my Illinois that's like, is like working his way up to be a bull rider. And yeah, I'm gonna I bet have they're to all real proud. It, you know? Bull rider or street magician, <laughs> which is a crazier go. Are you asking if I, I had a kid? I won't dignify that with an answer. No, I'd like to know, Simon. So you, I'd rather my son be a magician than a bull rider. Interesting. Yeah, a hundred percent. Street magician, though. Yeah, street magician. Okay. Because I get being a cowboy, cowboy. You love the outdoors. You love the animals. You love roping up the steer, uh, branding them. That yeah. whole cycle, the whole yep. Yellowstone thing. That's a job. Like he said, it, it's a freedom that you cannot feel anywhere Sorry, else. Sorry, if he's if it was cowboy or street magician, cowboy, cowboy, yeah. But riding the bulls, that's like you're just asking that it's you know you're you're asking to fall off the cliff. You're it's only a matter of time before they tell a story about you. you know, I do think you guys are forgetting that some of the purses for these rodeos are pretty hefty. It's interesting you said that because he said that's the only the only reason this purses is for them to know who's better. But they don't care about the money. It's about being... Yeah, but say that when the government goes to take your ranch. You care about... Everyone cares about the money. Get the fuck out of here. My point is, if I told Simon this guy won like 250 grand for one thing, all of a sudden you'd be like, oh, well, you know what? Is that how much they win? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure the the one in Vegas that I was at, it was $250,000. For the purse? I don't know if that was the purse purse or or if that was first. I don't know. Um... He works on Taylor Sheridan's ranch, the six 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 ranch, which I guess makes him a real cowboy, and that he probably doesn't have to do any of this anymore. Yeah. With the success of his YouTube channel, and I, I think yeah, cowboys just aren't that interesting. Yeah, as they as they seem on the big screen or the small screen in Yellowstone, because really, it's just a job. It's just a job. It's just waking up at six in the morning. It's going to bed early. I mean, he doesn't party. I mean, Yellowstone, they get treated terribly. Like, Rip is an asshole. They're yeah, always they being all, They scolded. live in that shitty little cabin. They get treated like shit. They do all the work. 
That doesn't seem that great to me. Yeah, also that this rich asshole can keep his land and, yeah. and go for Constantly power. Constantly coming in, yelling at you, telling <laughs> you you did something wrong, and then asking you to go murder someone. Yeah. But they, but they, it's freedom. <laughs> no, no, that's not freedom. <laughs> it's the it, price of freedom, you make baby. A good point. Uh, after food, money is just fun coupons. I'm still at the point where it's uh, trying to get good food. I'd love a couple of fun coupons. You know what I mean? Simon's checking to see if he has any fun coupons. Nope. <laughs> Judging by his face, he's also fun couponless. Uh, people stepping to fighters. That just makes sense. There's, out of one of every thousand sources, I got to see if this person's tough. For sure. People used to step to Mike Tyson. Like, imagine doing something like that. Joe forgets what alcohol's like, though. Even with alcohol. I know, but I think that is probably 90% of the cases. Yeah, if you take alcohol out of the scenario, I think most people are pretty fucking humble and are like, I don't know if I want this smoke. But you want to be that person that... Simon, I've seen it. Simon, time I've, time again. I've been drunk and been like, I could fucking take anyone, and I can't. Yeah, but not Mike Tyson. No, but I'm just saying, I don't think the people that are like, I could take Mike Tyson look like me. I think mm. they're probably like big dudes that, you know. Do you ever get sidewalk rage? Yeah. Joe, Joe seemed to think that road rage was because you're driving in a car in a high-pressure situation or you're looking for yourself, someone cuts you off, you get really... Yeah, I, you don't get sidewalk rage. Yes, you do. When I, I, I lived do. in New I York, do. I had to go to school on Saturdays and it was all fucking tourists walking, like, holding hands five in a row, taking up the whole sidewalk and you can't make your way... Okay, I mean, that's ridiculous, but, like, some guy kind of... Hold on, hold on, stop. You are a human <sighs> being absolutely filled to the brim with rage. You probably rage at every little thing in life, and you're saying that you don't understand. It's because you haven't walked anywhere. I wouldn't. (laughs) That's not true. I wouldn't be upset if somebody, like, I was walking and somebody tried to get ahead of me because I wasn't going fast enough, and they were, like, wearing a Motley Crue t shirt. On the other hand, Matt, I'm on the road, and a Tesla cuts me off, and his license plate is N-O-O-G-A-S-S-S. I've never wanted to murder somebody more in my life. You Fair know enough. what I mean? I'm assuming that's happened no to you. No gas. <laughs> it's fucking Fuck. Like, it's not bad enough you're driving a stupid-looking fucking Tesla. Those cars are so ugly. It's so hilarious to me that, like, he built the world's ugliest car and convinced people to think it was cool. I mean, the interior is pretty nice. You're like, fine, I'll give you that. But you are, like, literally, like, walking around in, like, an ugly potato sack telling everybody how, like, hip you are. It's crazy. It's the fucking emperor's new clothes. What about walking through a crowd? Are we almost done here? Sure. Well, yeah, he's just gonna sure, go on sure. forever. What, what about walking through a crowd? I don't love walking through a crowd. You get a little more anxiety there. So. A little more anxiety. Well, he's sidewalk rage. And but. if I'm like at like a concert or something, and I'm having to get through people, fuck that. But just, I'm, it doesn't bother me if like somebody cuts me off when I'm walking. If I'm in my car, it's immediate. Like it's on. I will follow this person. I don't know what I'm gonna do when I catch them. <laughs> it's on. I think it's just, I like to leave the concert before it ends just to avoid that. Yeah. All of a sudden when you feel uh, sardine. You know what is the worst? One of the worst 
this is going to tell you how fucking um, first world problems I am. Okay? Yeah. This is the worst. When you've just gone to watch your team. Yeah. They lose. Uh-huh. And then you have to wait like 45 minutes to get out of the parking lot. Oh, I can one up you. I had to, my buddy this week, I was like, I have tickets to go to the game. He was like, sweet. He's been badgering me to take him to a game forever. He calls me back. He's like, listen, the only way I can go is if you pick me up at my house in Quebec and then drive me home to my house in Quebec when the game's done. I left here at 5 p.m. We were late to the game and I got home at midnight. The, Jesus. Dude, the bridge was closed. So I had to take a different bridge. I, got lo- I fucking hate, I was like, I'm never taking you to a game again. You're a piece <laughs> of fucking trash. <laughs> But needless to say, yeah. Hope I, he listens to this podcast. No, oh, he doesn't. No, needless to say, Simon, yeah, I'm with you. That whole, especially when you've lost. Like I've gone That's to, what I mean. I've Winning gone to, is one thing. I've gone to playoff games where like we've lost a game seven and then you have to wait an hour and everyone's disgruntled and no one's letting anyone in. Yeah, nightmare. Nightmare. At least when you win, everybody's happy. They're letting people through. Dude, I remember I was there when we, when we made it to the Stanley Cup. And the fucking parking lot was a party. And no one gave a shit. Oh, yeah. That was incredible. It was like, we'll be here we for four hours. We took the bus down. Yeah. We didn't even take our car. Um, PJ, what do you got? We almost done here? <laughs> Pick uh, your best your best two. And let's finish up. He talked about his Netflix show and just that thing. Because he said he, he won the mob. And when you get involved with these shows, they want him to, A, take off the sunglasses, which I wanted to. And they also wanted to go in his relationship with his father. He was like, I, I don't want to do that. It just goes to show you when the suits get their hand of something, they want to put their mark on it. But he's achieved success. Well, they just want to milk it for what they think is popular with people. And a show like that, I bet you that's not what would be popular with people anyways. Nobody wants to watch him talk about his father. We want to see him rope and steers. true. Even though it got popular on his own terms. Yeah, but it wasn't talking about his father. It was... Yeah, but rope and steers. That was your Kamar, you also forget they're they don't care about the demographic that you already have. They're trying to market you to triple the demographic. That's their whole goal. They don't care that you're successful. That's right. They didn't buy you to gain from what you are now. Yeah, they want if you have one million followers, they want you to have four. That's the goal. So if they can get you, oh, well, women between twenty five and thirty resonate with the father story, and you don't have a lot of women, then they're gonna go for that. That's just I agree with you, it's stupid. Well, I guess, you know, if nothing else, um, oh, no, the guy was riding the bull and the lights went out. That would be terrifying. It's already terrifying with the lights on. I mean, the good news for him is no matter what, I would have gotten off and been like, I rode him for like nine and a half seconds. (laughs) Like I was on that fucker. We had tea. So that's it, Kamari, you're done. Out to pasture, back to dust. (laughs) He doesn't know anything about farming. It just goes to show that Cowboys is a very... It's a niche thing. Niche thing, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Nichey. Farming, that's for fucking gay vegetarians. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, would you guys ever stick your arm in a hole? He's doing it just to annoy me, eh? For a catfish to grab it? No. I thought this was really boring. I didn't realize that, you know what, I was going to say something interesting, but I'm not getting sucked into your shit here. I'll tell you afterwards. <laughs> I give it a two. I give it a one. I give it a a two, and reluctantly. This was the longest podcast of all these podcasts. Well, because they all stank. No, he just, that does nothing to do with how long they were. <laughs> <laughs> this, <laughs> this uh, the least interesting. I thought 
of the three, but yet was the longest. The I think David Blaine might have been the least. Oh, a hundred percent. The least was David Blaine. Second least was. I mean, Elon was just so full of shit. It was crazy. Well, yeah, the week special. Listen, take the week off. You don't got to. No, that's two weeks in a row you're taking off. Yeah, you don't got to do it this you week. Won't even we did, to we did the legwork for you. No, I mean, you might find some some gems in there. Like maybe there's some. I'm sure a lot of people like Elon, and we don't. So whatever. All right, that's an episode. If you made it this far, thank you so much. Maybe you're willing to go a step further. We have a Patreon. If you want to support the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. For $5 a month, as little as $5 a month, you will get the post show. It's the show after the show. We shoot the shit. And you'll also get the occasional piece of extra content. There's a backlog of some other stuff we did in there. Check it out. If you don't check it out, it's fine. Whatever. We don't care. Yeah, that's it. Uh, other than that, we hope you have a great week. We hope you enjoy your weekend. And as usual, keep your eyes open.